Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part <laughs> Two. I hate this. No, it's in a wrong. It's in the wrong time signature. I'm just. Let's just. Let's start right. And that was Lily's theme. That uh, no, yeah, yeah, performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and one strange guy who got in in the back door. Yeah, Gary. Thank you. Oh, is that my name of this episode? Well on Gary. That's all right. Your name is King, then presumably. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I keep telling you to want to go to bed. Um, my name is. Uh, I'm the. I'm the one king. <laughs> good. Oh, well, speaking of go to bed. No, speaking of go to bed, um, someone called um, Rowan Go to Bed. If you're listening, hi Rowan. Um, I went to school uh, with him and he plays the young Sirius Black in uh, the weird flashback in this film. Just giving him a little shout out. I think he's mostly doing it. I think he's a good looking guy. You know, the curls really work for you. Anyway, so we're on the. the We're finally on the final film. Don't make that, you know, make you think that we're done with this series because there's going to be another one. <laughs> one another series? No, another episode. Oh, we're not doing another series. Well, obviously, we'll be doing another series next year because obviously, oh, um, yeah. all part Harry Potter fans will tell you that you have to watch all the Harry Potter films every year, or you have to hand in your, you know, your wand gets snapped and everything. Yeah, and you're not allowed anymore. Or your DVDs get snapped in half can and I, thrown in the can bin. Can I not just put them in my umbrella? No. Oh. <laughs> That'd be great. Idea. What about? Um, um, are we not doing? Uh, I guess she, this is a business conversation, so she don't worry. Carry on. Carry yeah, on. the business that we're running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all that money, guys. <laughs> I really hope this isn't actually a business because we'll be breaching quite a lot of um, employment Tax treating laws. laws yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. True as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm really trying. Anyway. Uh, I don't really know how to start with this one because it's it's the first film which is a second part of a series, which makes it inevitably strange. Yeah, to and start it's one of the with. first films, if possibly the first film to do it. Uh, you know, as in, like to do a second part is actually a continuation of an entire story. I mean, obviously, Back to the Future Part Two, you, you had other parts, but not in the same way. Oh, you mean genuinely like- in film? Yeah. Is it the first time that a final instalment's been split into two? I think a final... Yeah, I think it must be in terms of a final instalment that is not part of the trilogy. When did Twilight Breaking Dawn come out? Oh, yeah, that came out after this. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. No, I'm just checking. I genuinely have no idea. It's a good point, actually. I did find myself thinking of Endgame, though, when I watched this film, thinking like they're the only two part two films I can think of that are good. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I guess so, but the, but in a very different way because yeah, yeah very very different. Like the, these two films are, you know, one f- directly follows the other. One has is two very different types of film. Yeah, I would say on the whole, this is still you know quite a regular film. It still feels like a normal film in most respects, at least. This film, well, yeah, I mean, either way, it still feels like they kind of made it all in one go and then cut it in half. Yeah, that you know, I don't actually feel that. I feel I feel like it was shot together, but I, as we'll come to, I think later, I feel like it was edited differently or approached. Oh, it it feels like a very different film. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying it's like the same film. Um, No, no, but I, I I do actually mean that this feels actually quite different to part one in many ways. But we'll we'll probably come to that later, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Will we? Um, Should we just maybe? Should we just start throwing on? Our thoughts and feelings of each other. I want to know what you think of the Snape's Hogwarts redesign. 
Oh, yeah, what a weird choice. What a weird... One of many weird things to decide to do with the set. Because on the whole, like as they get to you later on in the battle, they, use, they have a great use of like establishing shots to show what the castle looks like and showing like an amalgamation of all the previous film's depictions, because obviously it's changed over the years. And then, yeah, 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 you're referring, I assume, to the staircase. I like the staircase. I mean, it's good because, as we it, mentioned I, I last understand. week, it's no longer a moving staircase. All the, you know, yeah, it's about the magic being anymore. removed. Uh, that's, that's what we were found last um, uh, last episode. Okay. We were talking about how um, the you know the Death Ears they're removing all sense of joy and magic from everything, and it, it, this has even happened at Hogwarts. And like the way that the students march about, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and are grouped together a lot more, and they're kind of shown as all being separated from one another. Obviously, the separation and kind of segregation element links in with kind of what happens with far right wing regimes but also you have the fact that i've always read it as about trying to make hogwarts uh be just more structured and give it a more um kind of just order give give more order to it in a way that isn't fun so i i've all i've not i've i was i thought you were gonna be positive about it i mean i'm very positive about i kind it. of am but i think it must have been, it's not just it, like it visually means it's not like they just re- it's not like they've just replaced the the great staircase with that because like, this is like a really long thing it's like that that's a hell of a knock through job like what other departments got shafted to do that like yeah, you know but, is um, filch just operating out of a broom cupboard now or like you know but, is defense of also... the dark arts practiced outside I don't know. You've also got to remember that Hogwarts. The idea is in the book as well is that the <clears throat> the castle does change and does evolve depending on who's running it. That is something that is brought in in the book. So actually, yeah. I'm completely fine with it being completely unexplainable. I'm fine with it. I just think it's odd. I think it's an odd thing because everything else in the film feels like it's attempting to pay homage to everything else, and in that one, in this one respect, it's like doing that. That the, yeah, I, I think it's a- adding a set as important, and well, they spend a lot of time on that on that staircase. Like that set, you know, is is used a lot. Oh, it's got one of the best scenes of the film on it. Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose you couldn't really do that a lot of those scenes with the moving staircases because it'd be a bit clunky. Not in the same way. They probably just think about how can I make this look busy and realistically have people running around it in a way that works. You know, yeah, you I guess so. from a logistical standpoint as well. Also makes me wonder why are those those people running up the stairs as well as down the stairs? I mean, aren't they all meant to be going to the same place? Not well, that that matters. I, actually, I have a <laughs> I have a, a consistency problem as well. So when Harry walks from Dumbledore's office to see Ron and Hermione in other books, sorry films, it had been shown as either being in the Transfiguration Courtyard, like it is in the first, in the second film, and then in the other films, the office is shown as being in the entrance courtyard. The one by right. the Great Hall. So really, he should be walking up the stairs to say bye to Ron Hermione. Yeah, about fucking, on the third floor. No, I, I love how uh, we said just before we started recording that we would try and go through the film chronologically, and we're already talking about like the final act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not talking about that scene. I'm just saying it's a yeah. technically an inconsistency. There's also another inconsistency I noticed in this film as well. There's a lot, so we'll get to them when we get to them. Um, um, so yeah, the, the intro is lovely. It was interesting. Yeah, the intro, it's, it's the intro does like, its job well because you spend the most majority of the previous film uh, yearning to see obviously Hogwarts because that's that's the, that's one of, that's the weirdest omission from from the previous film. So yeah, it's it good to immediately that be the first thing you see under Snape, obviously, yeah. which is great and also summarizes what the film is thematically mostly about beforehand, which is also yeah, yeah. really excellent use of foreshadowing. And also the use of the music at the start. It's probably got this 
one of the top two Harry Potter film <laughs> introductions. Are you making reference can... to our <laughs> to our little list? No, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about literally like the Warner Brothers logo. And, oh, and then yes. The first few shots. It's it's so gorgeous. Had we it's unbelievable? Had we, had we talked about the Warner Brothers logo about you know its deterioration and now in this one it's suddenly all like clean and there have been loads of people have theorized all sorts of silly things some people say it looks like a gravestone uh and some people say it looks like sort of something else or it's interesting about the idea that defeat is trying to bring order and etc or just the fact that you're looking at snape and there's a gravestone yeah i don't know true. could be maybe but um, um so yeah that's that's that really um also i love the first line of the film uh i love that it comes from luna she says muggles, uh, she's looking at a, um, I think it's like a dream catcher or something. She says, muggles think these keep away danger. They're wrong. So it's so awesome to have a, ca- a character who's well known for coming out with stuff like that that is funny. Um, it's brilliant for a character who's coming out with stuff like that. It's normally meant to be funny to flip it on its head and it actually be very negative and set the tone of the film. Like, there's no comedy in that line from Luna. It turns on the head of what the audience expects from her. Uh, so for her to say something like... Because normally she'd be like, oh, muggles think these keep away danger. Oh, yes, yeah, because there's nargles in them. And then she's like, oh, no, they're wrong. So she's <laughs> in to say, no, no, this film is dangerous and the stakes are high. Just a really it's good, good touch. It's a, that's a, I'm, you know, I'm really glad that you've, you found that. And that's, a real, that's really nice as well, because it ties into the way that she behaves later on in the film, of actually mm. gaining her confidence back and putting her foot down. Because I just yeah. think... That is the first instance of something that comes up for me quite a lot in this film that I'd never really noticed before. And it's the dialogue, a lot of dialogue is quite weird in this film. I think the script is, is odd in places. And I think in this instance, I will actually waver that comment in particular because, like you say, it's actually a good bit of character development. It's just a very strange line to open the film with, um, especially for a character like Luna, who's like, she's not, you know, instrumental to most of the plot it's odd well she is and she isn't i always find it strange but yeah she she is important to the plot she is because the whole diadem thing she was trying to die them. yeah the whole big bit in the book with that Luna that's true in this. that's her like, like but, her little yeah. thing that she gives you know it's the fact that she's friends with these with this ghost who no one else talks to it's her using her outsider nature true. to but that line chief, so yeah yeah, yeah. But I like that line. I think it's a li- great first line. The line <laughs> itself is is fine, but it's put in a weird place. I don't like think it is. It well, okay, no, but so the um, it isn't actually the first line of the film because no. it's no, no, no. The first line of the film is um, uh, Bill telling her about what the ha- what the house is, and he's like, oh yeah, we came over when we were a kid, and it's like, oh, everything's gone to shit now. And then she just starts talking about the the charms. It's really oh, I, I find it really odd. My memory. I find it really odd the way. It's oh placed. well, it's weird. Okay, so it's it's weird. It's obvious. It's obvious exposition from Bill. Yeah, but that, it's, no, it's fair enough. It's fair ex- enough. It's not bad exposition, really. No, no, no. The exposition from with Bill from Bill is 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 fine. I think it's the lunar line that that comes off of weird. But like you say, it is a good character beat. So I'm actually and I'm she okay is a good there. character beat. And she's aware of the fairies anyway. She's not listening to them at all. She doesn't even care. She's like, who's that? Who's I that guess so. That kind guy? of undermines your point about her character development. To be fair, but not really. Fine. She's always aware of the fairies. It's not. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's been in a cellar for a while. She's probably really depressed. She seemed pretty chill in the last one. <laughs> Cheers up a bit. I don't know. Um, so yeah. Also, then you follow up with a grip hook 
again, back from the last film, played by Warwick Davis this time. But of course, uh, he says, uh, I, I always have a little, um, well, actually, fan yeah, moment. Yeah, Christ. Because obviously in the first film, he was played by Vern Troyer. Yes. Who plays Mini-Me in Austin Powers. Yes. And um, so when he says, you know, it was it was me who was with you on your first day at Green Gods or whatever, I think, well, actually, it wasn't. You liar. Like, was you were it? Or you liar. It was. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Bellatrix. <laughs> liar. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Bogrod. Yeah. I love Bogrod. Well, he does. Um, he does. He well, he plays like the receptionist guy or whatever his name is. I don't know what his name is. Oh, he plays the bank teller. Is what? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so wait, I must. That must be weird because that must mean that. The grip hook is like shorter than the rest of them because Vernon Troyer is, sh- is shorter than Warwick Davis. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are different. I mean, I'm not going to get into it into detail, but the. Okay, like, it's fine. I get what you're saying. <laughs> don't, don't, don't bother. Um, I just love the um, idea of. of, of but didn't Vernon Troyer die? Being that's why he couldn't be in it. Oh, no, Vernon Troyer didn't die. He just wasn't in it. I thought he died. He he, just, well, he has. They just he replaced has some, him. He has since. Yeah, but I thought he, he just... died before the film. That's why I thought he wasn't in it. No, I think it might have been oh, hard he to... He killed himself. Why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, also, I think it probably would have been narratively... Um, uh, it would have felt off for the tone for all of his lines to be dealt out with in that voice. I think that might have, that might have come across wrong. weird. Uh, so I think it was probably the right decision. Lamp, also, please. Warranty, exactly. <laughs> Sword, please. Yeah. I'm leaving now. Key, anyway. please. Uh, anyway, and he'll be, he'll be dearly missed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, those, those scenes are good. And the scene with Ollivander is also nice. Yeah, I've got it here. It's in my top five favourite scenes of the film. Oh, really? I think, it's okay. unbelie- I think it's an unbelievably good scene. Just like how Harry literally shits on his face. It is yes. It's but... horrible. It's and the thing is, the weird thing is, when you think about it, it's the diagonally scene. Like you've got the the, the representative of Gringotts and the representative of Ollivanders, which are the two places in the first film where mm. Harry goes, and it's like, wow, look how amazing magic is. One of those people is barring with Harry for the one thing that he needs and is being a bit rude, and the other person is literally like, oh, you don't stand a chance, and um, yeah, I've I've told Voldemort all the things. It's just it's just again removing the magic elements, seeing the human problems there, and the thing is, they actually do a really good job in that Ollivander scene of hitting all the beats in the book about how Ollivander is actually quite a vain man, um, or like he's just not with it, like, and it's because it's lovely when he's like getting hold of the ones and he's saying about um you know oh I, I know what's in the ones he's showing what's in the ones and then he um says the the classic line from the first film which is that has always been clear to those of us who've studied one law you know the one chooses the wizard you're hitting the beats from philosopher's stone but then harry's like you know well just up yours mate because um you've just given the you know the most powerful dark wizard this thing and it's all your fault um yeah you were tortured and i know it was hard but yeah uh, you've completely messed everything up. I don't so. think that is actually I, I'm, what I'm, he I'm said. Glad, I'm glad you had a nice sleep, but yeah. Well, no, he's not being rude, but he does drop the bomb well, on him no, completely. I, and it's, I, uh, it's so nasty seeing... Like, John Hurt's amazing in that scene. I'd go as far to say it's his best Ollivander scene. I would... I mean, there's not... There's like two to choose from. Um, Technically three, but yeah. Oh, the first, who's, who's going to pick? Film. Who's going to pick the other one? Anyway, no, it's true. It's true. But in the first film, he is he is a banging scene. Like it's so, a seriously classic Harry Potter. Okay, scene, so I'm just. I think. Okay, first of all, I don't think he's actually shitting on him. I think he's just. He's kind of. But my, my I've. 
I feel odd about it because it's kind of pointless. Like he goes in to ask him about the wands to learn about their allegiances and work out about, you know, um, how wands work because he wants to work out how to get the Elder Wand. But And then um, he starts asking about the Deathly Hallows and I don't really know why because Harry knows everything he needs to. He's literally just like setting he does up... does it in the book. Yeah, I don't give it... We'd, we'd, hey, come on, we've established <laughs> early on that that's not the way we do it. Yeah, I'm just saying criticise the book because it came first. Not cri- criticise the film. I'll, I'll, I'll criticise both, fine. Okay, but in this fine. film... In this film, it's kind of pointless doing that because he's literally just going, "Hey, look, I'm going to be an asshole to you for no reason." Oh, it's, oh, he's no. Oh, he knows we're fine. Oh, he has found he, it. He is checking with you know the you know one of the masters of making ones, like if the elder one is a real thing. I think that's completely logical. Because I guess so. But Harry's already decided by this point. Yeah, but Harry's already decided that he's lying. So it's he's like, lying, Ollivander. Yeah, about it not existing. It's really odd. It's a really nice. It's an. It's a good scene in of itself. On the whole, though, I agree. John Hurt's performance is really great. It's amazing. I, I, genu- I genuinely think it's an amazing scene. Like, it, I think it's amazing. Yeah, it was unexpected that that he got a, a proper scene like that. Because as I say, I mean, if if it were me, I would have that would have been on the cutting room floor. But he's his performance in it is really nice, and it's hmm. nice to like you say to to draw some distinctions between the first and last film can't hurt you know on its own. That's fine. Um. Also, an interesting thing that they don't mention, um, which I think is kind of odd, and, and it actually probably draws further into the thing you hate about the last film, um, is that Ron uses Wormtail's wand in this film, mm. presumably forever. He never uses his own wand; he's always using Wormtail's wand. Yeah, and that is interesting. And they should probably have at least made a little thing about it. Well, because <laughs> they're going through, they get, they're practically going through everyone else's wand. It's like paperwork. Well, yeah, and, and, it and used, <laughs> yeah, so, so let's just ignore his. And oh yeah, Dobby murdered this guy, and now it's now Ron's yeah. going to use and, it. And oh, and that's Ron, fine. And it's Ron's old rat's wand. Like yeah. at least make <laughs> oh Christ, make some yeah. homage, please. Like it's interesting. It's not that interesting, but it's interesting <laughs> for a throwaway line for him to be Peter Pettigrew's wand and him to at least smell it and be like, uh, like come on, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you could do. A bit of showing. It looks like, it looks like a that. worm's tail. Lol. Yeah. Anyway, come on. It's yeah. Oh. I think. Um, also, I have a theory about how they could have incorporated Wormtail in this film and done it a bit better. Oh, okay. If they wanted to change the book, I think they should have given all the pious thick nest lines to Wormtail and have Voldemort kill Wormtail in anger. Would have been better if they're gonna kill him off in a way that isn't true to the books and not <clears> waste <throat> any time. Could have just done it that way around. It's a good point. And pious is just is literally just there to be murdered by him. Yeah, 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 and I know, and, and just to remind you that he still controls the ministry. That's it. So yeah, but, you could, yeah, but they didn't, I, I feel they like they could have just put Wormtail there, or they could have had um, Voldemort kill Wormtail when he goes in his little flurry around the house. Yeah, it's true. by this point, Voldemort's lost because it is really sweet in Goblet of Fire in a weird way, where Voldemort <laughs> says thank you to Wormtail. It's really sweet. I know it's weird for me to say that, but. Like when he gives him the hand and stuff, even though it's kind of pathetic, it is like, oh, Voldemort yeah. is actually acknowledging him because it is always a thing where, like, um, you know, Voldemort does prize people's loyalty and um, people actually I doing mean, things to mm. help him. He and he, the idea, at least from Dumbledore talking about him in the early films, uh, about them, you know, holding the same things dear, Harry and Voldemort having a lot of things in common like that in terms of the things that they think are good. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess so, although Voldemort's appraisal of um, Wormtail is not entirely dissimilar to the way you would, you know, congratulate a, a, an actual rat for, like, getting a piece of cheese. It's not like 
he has he has affection for him. No, Mind no, you, no, no, Harry's a bit like that with people. Him. So yeah, Harry's a cold hearted piece of shit. You know, he's awful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> hey, old man, who's probably going to die soon. Let me just give you one last bit of guilt for you to sit with before you wither away. <laughs> it's quality. It's a good See bit ya. of drama, and it's a good final <laughs> note for the character and for Harry to. <clears throat> Harry's not really rude. He's just telling the truth. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, Harry, right. and, and look, look, there's nothing wrong with Harry being annoyed. Harry's gone through so much bad stuff. Like he should be nice to Ollivander, but we cannot expect our protagonists in our films <laughs> to be perfect. They are more interesting if they are imperfect, because you and I aren't perfect. And it annoys me when people Speak complain. For yourself. Uh, it annoys me when people complain about characters being imperfect or doing bad things. Sorry. No, people I don't do. People do that. They're like, oh, why is Batman doing that? It's no, like, well, it's, why it's... not? To be fair, I'm not. I don't think it's out of character, Harry, at all. I just think, in terms of no, the narrative of the film, it's not really necessary. But that is, you know, such a small thing; it barely even matters. Shall we talk about the heist? Well, sort of a heist. Yeah, Ron's the disguise closest thing. is hilarious. <laughs> it's literally he might it as well have got one of those so nose and plastic moustache things and the yeah, glass yeah. that you attach to glasses. They might as well have just grown <clears throat> Harry's hair and give him, and like, I don't know, like put some like coconuts down his shirt. Rather than wear his like, um, oh right, <laughs> yeah. Rather than him wear the, um, the the cloak at that point, because that's basically what they've done with Ron. Is they're like, oh, wear wear, wear that um, that kinky jacket and like, let's just <laughs> give you some wavy hair. It's awful. <laughs> like, they should at least have changed his hair color because. Yeah. Oh I'm my gonna, gosh, it's so bad. Sorry, going to give you so a awkward. costume that's taken from a German German porn film as well. That means you'll you'll blend in fine. You're, yeah, you're great. <laughs> yeah. Said, why, why are there so many buckles on this thing? What am I? Am I a belt salesman? What's going on? Oh, I'm trying to think what the name of the Nocturne Alley shop for that would be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> Pork, Porkin and Burks. No, that doesn't work. Anyway, um... Porkin and Jerks. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Porkin Good. and Jerks. Uh, anyone looking to make fan art? There you go. We've given you material. Um, oh, I heard a really awful, a really awful bit of fan fiction the other day. Can I please tell you it for Harry Potter? It's really if quick. you absolutely must. Okay, so Hermione is looking in the mirror. Of Harry. Oh no, 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 no! Come on, no, no, no! We're moving on immediately. No, and she says, no, I'm, she I'm says to Malfoy. Again. She says to Malfoy, "Please I, don't stand behind me." And Malfoy says, "I'm not behind." <laughs> That was on Twitter. I didn't come up with that. How bad is that? It just shows you, doesn't Why it? Why is that just on Twitter? You. Who are you it just following? Shows you. Are it you just use, shows you. Are you using the Out of Ten account to, to follow these people? <laughs> I've barely used it recently. But you've been retweeting them. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. More. <laughs> right. Uh, Can we please talk about the fucking movie? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting and it's wrong and it's bad, okay? I right. do not approve. What, what uh, dirty shit have you got to say about the d- fucking... I was going to say dwarfs. Wait, are they dwarfs? No, they're goblins. The goblins. I can't even remember the bloody names. Um, anyway. Okay. Anyway, um, I think that Hermione <sighs> deserves a, a badge from P-E-T-A, as in Peter or Petter or however you say it. Um, by For the way, what? Sh- <laughs> when he says... What are you when Gripbook says this noise is that they're trained to uh, oh, expect right. pain. That's barbaric! It's like... Yeah. That's what you, might well have, you might as well have just inserted, um, you know, a, the a soundbite sound from the original. <laughs> from the original. It's literally, it feels so jokes her saying that, and I can uh, never tell if it's done as a soft reference or not. I, I can think never it tell. Is. Definitely is. Do you think it is? I think any. Yeah, if there's a quote, like almost entirely quoting the first film, it's, it cannot be accidental. 
That's barbaric. Um, yeah, yeah. She just said, she doesn't use so the word much. totally. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah. But then, but then she is the one to use Reducto on that dragon. You know, yeah. She's the one yeah, throwing she, rocks. No, but she at Nagini. It. She, she throws a it. rock at Nagini, which is literally <laughs> hilarious. That is right, when, also a very good shot. Suspiciously good shot. Yeah, I, I that kind of odd. And no well, one addresses did you, that. Did you also play cricket in your Muggle life? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, I think that whole scene is is actually surprisingly really good, and especially does a good job of um, kicking you straight into the action it in comparison the action to the last the film. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the dragon um, looks amazing. Like it's do you, really. Do you think, I was going to ask you about what did you think of the CGI oh, in the film? Okay, the CGI, so the CGI corner, CGI, <laughs> the CGI in the in once he's outside looks better when he's down when he's when he's inside it's darker they don't really they don't do a lot to balance that out. he looks that? A li- he looks a little bit overly lit funnily enough yeah. he's not in, okay. he's not in, he's not in doctor who but um, <laughs> i knew it <laughs> yeah. anyway this Anyone is fancy, doctor who podcast yeah. <laughs> for more for more lighting jokes good um yeah. but i think i think more the aesthetic the stylistic approach of having him be like anemic and uh, like not like almost like a vampire, like he's obviously never yeah, seen. Yeah, so can barely move properly. Him, he's a Welsh green, isn't he? I cannot remember. Is he? Okay. I didn't. I genuinely don't remember that. Well, if you compare him to the dragon in the fourth movie, you know. Um. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Uh, see, see, I thought some of the CGI in this film looked a bit too CGI. Well, it does. At, it does at first when you first see him. He looks too flat. But that's part yeah. of that's kind of the problem because part of the aesthetic is that he's meant to look like almost almost like like Voldemort in a way, kind of just sort of sort of shivering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the stylistic approach and the animation of him being like not really capable of moving properly kind of mm. makes me forgive that element of it. I don't think the CGI is bad. Though. It's not like you know. No, no, it's still really good. It's CGI. Just... Yeah, which is completely hit and miss, like some of the best CGI in the series and some of the and worst. And some of the worst. It's, yeah, complete yeah. nightmare. Um, yeah, it kind of balances out in this film. Like, all the fire and stuff in this film looks pretty good as well. Oh, yeah, it looks like, great. Like when and I, that later, I think once the dragon gets into light, it looks he looks great. It yeah. looks fantastic when he's flying and everything. Um, yeah. So that's, that's yeah, brilliant. I don't really, there's not that much more to say about it, to be honest. Because what, the, the heist thing, bit? Yeah, because really the entire scene is... Devil's snare entire, throwback. Is there? Well, I always think of Devil's Snare when she goes to run. Stop moving while they're, while they're in the um, while they're, while oh, they've got the Gemini curse. I guess so. But, I don't, I don't but, know if that's on purpose, but it just makes me think no. of it. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Okay, what do you think of the high spit as a whole? Give me that, and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, I think it, I think it's it's a strange place to put it in the film. I think this is again this is the thing that comes with the problem of, of having to adapt it from a book because narratively they ended it at the right place in the last one, but really yeah, having absolutely. to get. But really, having to get this out of the way at the start of this film is annoying for the pacing. Because really, this yes. film, overall, is the Hogwarts bit. And they've got to get yes. to Hogwarts as quickly as possible, which means they have to rush the heist. But they do a good job with it, and I'm glad they get it out of the way quickly, as quickly as they do. But it does mm. feel like they are rushing to get through it. Yes, okay, so this is my thing about it. I think they feel like they're rushing through it so much that I would call this definitely the weakest part of the overall Part 1, Part 2 finale. Um, it's not bad. It's still really good. I would say that mm. this whole section of the film is like a seven. Like it's really good. You know, we're in like kind of basic, really fun, um, you know, Hollywood territory of this. But it's like it is over. So it's so easy for them to get to that vault. I could not express how easy it felt. 
mm-hmm. watching them do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it never felt like they were having a hard time of it until they get inside the vault. Well, that is because, like any good heist, most any any good heist should have a big setup. Yeah, a big bit of planning, which this... is what they have to do in the book, and that's why in the book, and because I was saying this, um, I was watching my girlfriend, etc., and I was saying that in the book, this feels like a big bit of the book, like when they have to go into Gringotts and get through all this stuff, like it feels like a huge deal. They get it, they do it in twelve minutes or something in the film. Well, you know, the other and a good comparison to that would be actually what happens in Goblet of Fire, like. Um, in the book, there's meant to be a massive bit of preparation before the say, yeah. before the maze, um, which goes to explain a lot of uh, Harry's development, which carries over into Order of the Phoenix with him being the teacher. Mm. And it kind of lacking that is a is an issue. In this one, I understand it more in a way because, like, like we I, said, I understand it, has to, it from a filmmaker. But I agree with you; it's probably on I mean, the whole the weakest section of the well, film. Well, something that we might hit on by the time we reach the end of this is this film could do with probably being 15 minutes longer if it wanted to be. Absolutely, yeah. We, 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 we will get to that later. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, because for example, you could have you know a bit more planning before this. Uh, but I would like to say that I thought um, Henry Bottom Carter as Hermione was was very oh, good. Oh, super! Yeah, I'm really amazed. I think that actually genuinely might be my favourite bit of uh, apologies acting. And there's that's some pretty stiff competition. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's amazing. I mean, re- it's between this the guy who plays Roger Catamol, I think, and then um, yeah, that's fair. And I actually think uh, when uh, the guy plays Crab, Josh, whatever his name is, in the second film, when he plays Harry, does a great yeah, job. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all, no, it's, it's, it's always solid. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a gimmick that just cannot be ever understated. Like, it is always fantastic. And for some mm. reason, it's never talked about enough. When people talk about how good Hannah Bottom Carter is in this. No one goes, oh, yeah, she played Hermione. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> A a rare um, thing in discussing films, I think there was a bit of need for a tiny bit more exposition about um, something, which was the Gemini curse, which they never tell you is is like it's meant to burn you. It multiplies. Yeah, but it's also meant to burn you. Yeah. Which is why they have to put like Dittany, presumably, or something like that, on their hands when they land afterwards. I find Uh, find it odd they didn't mention that. There's a lot of omissions, uh, and this is the worst film for it uh, of stuff that. If you hadn't read the book, it wouldn't make as much sense. They explain a lot of the stuff after. So, for example, um, the Doe, Patronus. Mm. If you haven't read the book, that's not explained to you until Harry dies in the film. That that's Lily's Patronus. Um, very good point. Is that explained in the that. book beforehand? I don't know. I thought it was. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe we, it wasn't. Maybe it know, wasn't. You know the point. You know that um, James's is a stag. So I guess you could you could imply. You can, yeah. yeah, you can. I can't remember. I, I honestly can't remember. So maybe I'm complaining for nothing. But there's quite a few moments in this film where I do think, you know, like yeah. this, this could make more sense if you've read the book. I don't think I'm too. I, I'm not personally too bothered about, about about that because they do explain it when it becomes relevant. Like they don't. Yeah, really yeah, yeah we've done with Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Classic. Stephen Fry. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Also, another funny thing is in that scene where they come out of the water. Ron can't put a shirt on, and it's ah okay. Hilarious. So it takes him thirty <laughs> seconds exactly. Daniel Radcliffe takes twenty four seconds, and it takes all, and it takes the entire time of that for Emma to remove one layer. Yes, okay, but to be to, to be fair, that's a pretty good decision on the part of the filmmakers. Oh, hundred percent. Um, but it's more than hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, but you've it's it's stupid, Ron. It but Rupert like Grint, it literally t- it he takes him thirty seconds. 
but he Radcliffe's hasn't even, 24. But he hasn't yeah, even... Yeah, but he's talking, and Ron, Ron doesn't even get it on by the time the shot's over. You have to he's, assume that they just yeah. shouted cut, and it's like, fuck yeah. it, we'll just use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I watched that, and I had to rewind it. I thought these are some yeah. important stats and statistics <laughs> for the chat. Um, There's also another case in that scene of um, odd dialogue. I think I think um, Radcliffe's monologue wow. about Voldemort feeling more dangerous and how in the past it all feels very that feels like heavy exposition and kind of like oh, I'm going to tell you how Voldemort's feeling now so the oh. audience understands despite the fact that the next scene is showing exactly how Voldemort feels yes feel entirely but Harry blindness. the way Harry talks there is very much the way he talks in the early movies yeah, maybe, I, I, I personally have no problem with it no it's not the um, way he talks it's the it's the lines it's the dialogue yeah, no, it feels it feels very early Harry it's Potter clunky. the way he talks about it yeah but it feels I don't know I feel I think it feels out of place I mean if you're going to talk about clunky dialogue see basically uh, yeah. <laughs> my opinion on this entire film anyway is that it's like a seven until they get to Hogwarts, at which point it completely steps up a hundred gears I mean I, I don't even think Ron and Hermione are that good until they get to Hogwarts. That's when Ron actually starts being good at acting again. Like, I genuinely don't think he's that... He's, he's not bad. Like, he's he's, he's he's phoning it in. This is the most... It feels so phoned in from Grin. Um, and I think I it's the dialogue. The it's the goes, writing. Yeah, well, well, when he goes to Hermione, you're the brilliant one. Yes, yeah, it's rubbish. While they're in the... It's awful. It's rubbish. That, I mean, okay. there's, still, there's still some good moments, like when, when he says, <laughs> well, at least we've still got Bogrod, and then he dies. That is classic. That's funny. That, yeah. But that owes, that's owing simply to Rupert's good um, comic timing. Comic timing, yeah. yeah. Um, also, for the record, I agree that when they got to then they get the Hogwarts, the uh, the film gets better. But the dialogue does not step itself up entirely. But we'll Do you get, know what I think? I, I, I actually no, think there's, there's a whole host of irritating lines and weird. Yeah, but I I say this and I agree. It's like old Harry Potter. But episode six episodes, I always call them episodes. Film six and seven. Had very tightly written dialogue entirely. Yeah, see, actually, but I remember okay, you think that, but I also criticised the dialogue in some of the forest sections between the three. So really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not rate Rupert Grint anywhere near as highly as you do in the last part. I think he's really good, but I in the last thing. Oh, really? I yeah, I still think the bits of his dialogue feel really awkward. There's one. There's one scene which we talk, which we talked about, which is when he comes back and talking about the bald light. That's it's jokes. It's hilarious. But but but, but <laughs> it's done well. They they they, they 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 save all of the instances by Daniel Radcliffe's reactions, basically. Yeah. So it's fine. But um, in this one, they crop up with everybody. I think. Okay. Um, but uh, again, I, I feel like yeah, we we'll probably have to. Come well, to I'll that. I'll be interested to see what what you think. So we'll keep going. Um, but yeah, so basically, I I think it's really good. But it's not at this point. The film has done lit- apart from the Ollivander scene. And the grip hook scene in the house has been little for me personally. That like, I'm like, oh, I love this. Mm. Yeah, it's all True. stuff that I. In fairness, watching it, I want to get through it because I want to get to Hogwarts. It's really weird. Even watching watching the film back, it's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. You got me in the mood for Harry Potter. Can we please get to Hogwarts? True. Um, but then you, we've still got one more scene to contend with before it. Ah, I like that scene, but I know that you'll have problems with it. So. Uh, also, there's some dodgy Photoshop the first time you see Ariana in the painting. Her head's kind of on a, on a weird angle. Um, but here's a weird thing. They explain the mirror in this scene and where Harry got it from. And it's like they're fixing the last film. Yeah, but they don't Because even, when they, they don't explain, explain it's from Sirius, but you can infer that he got it from Sirius. Yeah, but you should. the audience should not have to do that, really, by this point. 
where the where the mirror has oh, served its still a purpose and it's, it's over. Still a, yeah, yeah, it's still a problem because it's like, why is this random mirror Harry's got a twist? They, they could have saved this easily by having him pick up that mirror when he got to to Grimmel Place. Yeah, I know. It's just in, it's part, really st- in part one. It's a really stupid it's, writing. It's it? a re- it's really sloppy. It is sloppy. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. I think the Kieran Hines smashes it as I'm fourth. He does. Really he good. does. No, the, 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 so that right. So the scene in it, I've, I've had to think about this a lot because I always whinge about this. The scene in, in on its own is great. It um, is great, and ha- Radcliffe with him is is superb when he's like, "Look, I don't care what happened to you and your rubber." But the it's film, really... yeah, no. But the film take that is a that that line. I'd never really thought about it very much. Is a very clear stance on what the film is saying to readers of the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, saying, really "Look, we're not. <laughs> it's not relevant." And in a way, I kind of understand what they're saying because they're not planning on drawing into it too much for the rest of the film. But the problem is, and this is not this is a difficult thing to always do with the series because it's hard to know who to blame. But it, obviously, it's it's going to come down on this film because this is where the omission happens. So they they, they miss out all the details about uh, Dumbledore's relationship with Arbuthnot and. Uh, Grindelwald and Ariana and how that affects all the plot that's come up to this point. Yeah, which you do have to wonder if they'd if J.K. had thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get to do that in a yeah. Now (laughs) that that all all that stuff that is all law essentially, and I would be actually okay in general for them missing that out, and that's okay. But the the kind of the problem is is that in the last film, it's I mean, and it it gets dropped after a while, but in in the seventh film. Yeah, and also it's 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 made out to be, and it's supposed to be. It's a it's a big um, problem for Harry as a character to contend with about whether he knew Dumbledore, and obviously that calls into question what he's doing. And that plot line is quite strong at the start of the, of, of the seventh film, and then it gets mm. dropped. And then mm. it's and then by this film, we're like Harry makes this stance going, "Oh, I don't care." But that as a character beat feels like it hasn't been earned. It feels odd. It's like, oh, now Harry doesn't care. It's like that's fine that that decision has been made off screen essentially, but it's kind of it's, it feels odd to me. Your the, um, explanation really because yeah, you're right. In and of itself, that scene is a really good scene, and it works if you haven't watched part one like the week before. It's weird, but if you haven't watched part one just before, you're right. It does feel inconsistent, yeah. and it also leads to uh, this, and actually what like, this this isn't a problem of itself. But when it comes to the uh, the purgatory scene later. Um, there, there are elements of the book where Harry is basically pissed off with Dumbledore for a lot of it, and he has to be he has to come round. And I'm mm. I'm okay with it when it happens later. We'll talk about it later. But it, but it has it has ripple effects for the rest of the story. This and I, th- mm. I and it's so hard to say. But if if you hadn't read the book, but watching the Arbuthnot scene would be really it would feel really strange, wouldn't it? You would be like, know, why yeah. why am I, <laughs> I why am know. I learning about this? Why is this relevant? I don't understand. Why are they like if they didn't see Aberforth, they just went straight past Aberforth, they found another way, they just got into Hogwarts. Would that change any of the characters' motivations or beats? Would it change any narrative threads? I I submit that it wouldn't. It's a very, very good, well thought out criticism. Congratulations, because you've been talking to me about this for years, and this is the best you've ever talked about. I struggle because I, I really struggle with it because uh, because leaving aside that that scene is a, a really great bit of concise storytelling in dialogue in of itself. Yeah. Just in terms of what it's trying to do, and it's it great. It's very and Lord of the Ringsy for some reason. I don't know why. If it was really Lord of the Rings, that scene. Well, because, again, it's it's doing exposition of lore in summary very well done yeah, by just well doing That's that one sentence that Arbuthnot says about how Dumbledore did many things in search for power 
including Ariana, blah, 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 and that's it. And then that's over. It does, sort of... it pays lip service, basically. To be honest... It's teasing the if... audience a little bit too much. That's kind of, yeah, that's it, what makes it annoying. You're paying lip service to an important arc from the book. And that's yeah. technically, at this point, because it has a backwards effect as well, because of the scene, everything, all of those, what made you think you knew them at all in the first film, doesn't seem like a big deal. It makes it seem like lip service, which is probably why I've always really overlooked this problem. Because it becomes a small problem, yeah, rather than a bigger problem. Because that plotline fizzles out in the first movie anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's and that's, yeah, it's a it's a shame. But I'm well, but it's yeah. you know once, once Neville turns up, thing... it's okay. Oh yeah, Neville's great. And this is one <laughs> of the things that um, okay. So basically, though, once we're part, past this bit, for me, all my criticisms are tiny now. I think. Okay. I genuinely adore the rest of this movie to pieces. Well, I will. You know, I could have to think about that. I, 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 I have less problems from now on, but they're not over. I think once, okay. once they, once they get to the castle and you see Rickman, whose performance is completely stellar. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like, he's completely, yeah, yeah. they completely let him off the leash, which is great. Yeah. Um, as being you know authoritarian dickhead, and um, all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here's another. Uh, random weird dialogue corner. I think Harry's like, despite your exhaustive defensive strategies. Oh, and I, I'm afraid it's quite extensive. It, I quite like it in a way, but it's no, it's, it's really such funny. A, it's you've such got... a goofy line. Yeah, yeah, but you've got to remember that Harry's not cool. Like, I guess so. It, it is is a big part of his. Character. I, I cringe Genuinely, when I hear that cool. line. No, I love it. I was like cheering at the screen, like yeah, I honestly... yeah. <laughs> I feel Literally, like... I love it. His I performance it. <laughs> makes it sound like he like he loses wind halfway through it. He's like, oh, and uh, and I'm afraid it's uh, quite extensive. Anyway, um, <coughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I think, cool. Okay, so so now um, we've moved past that. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of me crying about how much I like the film. There's but there's also like loads of weird little nitpicky things I noticed. Tell so you what, you do that and I'll like interrupt that. you when I have something to add. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna work for in chronological order. So Good. Nigel's super obvious code. Lightning has struck. Oh, fuck's he might sake, as well have yeah. said. He might as well have said. Parry Hotter is here. Yeah, the egg is in the basket. Yeah, the, the glasses are on the stand. Yeah, the scar. The scar is on the head. I repeat, the scar is on the head. The scar is on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. The goblet is on the fire on a fire bolt, and yeah. he's in a graveyard. The and... plant. The plant is in the pot. The plant is in the pot. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the um... plant is in the pot. That's quite good. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? There's a million. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck's Nigel's sake. weird. Nigel's so weird. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is the last we see of Nigel. Uh, <laughs> Why the fuck? I completely forgot he was there. <laughs> no, because it's always like whenever you see him, you're like, oh yeah, because they forgot about Colin Creevy and Dennis, and they made him one person. I, oh yeah, I always forget that. Like, oh God's sake, yeah. Um, also, um, so basically, yeah, he talks about the Caros, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so he gets literally through. they could have not mentioned them. They yeah, could have not no. been in this film. That would have been fine. Again, but lip service. This is one yeah, of be a bit so. longer. Yeah. Um, also, they. Some, they yeah. I'm really annoyed that I've forgotten the name of the actor. The actor who plays the the, the male Caro. Yeah, yeah, yeah has a terrific voice. Yeah, and they don't use he's it. Got anyway. really Yorkshire voice, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got. He, uh, he's yeah. he does the O2 adverts. Also, yeah. Prior to moments. Anyway, um, yeah. he's got a cracking <laughs> voice. Mr. So, Longbot. It's such a shame. <laughs> such a shame they didn't use the voice, but that doesn't matter. Um, um, Maggie but, Smith. Yeah. Maggie Smith? What am I talking about? Um, McGonagall's. Oh, I was just going to. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, fine. You've, you're still. I have, I have loads more stuff oh, before fuck. we get there. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, so I think that Ron's acting goes from being a six out of ten to an absolute eleven once. He's oh, with in... Seamus. Yeah. Oh, yes, That's there you classic. are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's seriously funny. It's ser- <laughs> and also, and it's the same with Hermione as well. They step up the game because it finally feels like these characters have got a relationship with other characters to bounce off of, and it fully it goes from feeling. Like, um, because, okay, part one can work in and of itself because it's one movie for Harry mm. Potter. It's, it's a detour. But by this point, by half an hour into the film, I've stopped feeling as much like I'm in Harry Potter anymore. And mm. then the second you get the, um, you know, you get Hedwig's theme and he enters the, um, you know, the, the room of requirement to Dumbledore's yeah. army and you see Dean and Seamus and, I don't know, Cho Chang. Like, it suddenly feels like 100% Harry Potter again. Hundred mm. percent. Well, yeah, because you and, haven't had that and, theme in ages. Well, true, but it's also the, the acting and the vibe and the camaraderie and yeah, yeah, the bit between Seamus and Ron is hilarious. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I, I, and like when Ron's so like, Hello, and Ginny just yeah, very Harper Prince. Well put. Yeah. Uh, and I love how Seamus is worried that his penis is a Horcrux. Where if you watch his face, where Ron's where Harry's going, it's small. It's probably concealed. <laughs> Seamus' so face says quiet. God's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it's proper pottery that whole bit, and I, yeah, I love yeah, it. And yeah. and Dumbledore's army and what they did in the fifth film um, has real payoff here. So although we've criticised some stuff for having lip service, there's an equal amount, if not a few more things that I actually think really pay off from earlier films in terms of stuff that they've been solidifying. And I suppose that's just what happens when you do a um, you know, a long series that are adaptations. That's going to happen. There's going to be stuff that you left out earlier, which you didn't think would be a problem that unfortunately becomes a problem and there'd be stuff that you've been nurturing throughout the films that comes to fruition so brilliantly um and you know that brings me on to what you were talking about is that mcgonagall fight with snape mm. you know i mean they, they they were they had that one argument in uh in goblet of fire. fire yeah exactly but it's stuff like that like these little things and, and the way that they've done the relationships between the teachers and they've taken so much care of that i mean i can't lie it was so great just to see mcgonagall talk to flitwick just to see them yeah, exchange a few words. It's I a love funny it. thing that that they don't really talk to each other in, in most of the films, apart from in Goblet. It's really strange. What all the teachers? I mean, yeah, McGonagall has that one it. scene with Snape in Half-Blood Prince as well. Oh yeah, they have a really awkward moment. Yeah, exactly. Because so. you know they don't like it because well, it's part of the books. McGonagall doesn't like Snape because she True. doesn't trust him. It would have been nice. It would have been nice for their little their little skirmish. To have involved a bit of transfiguration, but I'm I'm not. It's not a problem. They didn't. It's just I, she's she's would have been she's nice. Pissed, if they it's did. fine. Yeah, she's she, what she's she's drunk. Well, she <laughs> is Scottish. That <laughs> makes a lot angry. of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to have seen her in that in that uh, classic dressing gown. Also, take your bets on what the fuck she says when he bails out the window. Oh, I can't remember. She's, yeah, she's. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She, she is drunk. She's just blubbering around like mental. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, by the every, way, oh go on. Every time he jumps out the window, I, remember, I think of Arkham City when he jumps out of the clock tower and I just yes, imagine falling I, down. Yes, it's so much like <laughs> Oh shit, I can't you, fly! No! <laughs> it's like Snape, you left me to die. Yeah. You left me to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but also, just want to quickly say, when did Harry have a haircut? Amron, they've both had slight trims between the Hogwarts... So, sorry, between the... You're bringing uh, this up now? Bit and this. Have they? They've had haircuts. Yeah, they are so much cleaner since they were um, on the side of that lake and they had longer hair. Their hair is slightly shorter and more cut and bold for the whole Hogwarts bit. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with that. 
That's, that's really um, strange. Also, that's, that's a that's really odd. Is it, would you would, does that constitute a continuity error? I've never noticed un- that. unless it means they go home, have a haircut, and then they're like, right, let's get Hogwarts. Yeah, unless like I mean, I'm sure someone in the room of requirements are you know mean hand with some scissors, but yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, Hermione Terry, said never to maybe, let him. Maybe Terry Boot is the, is the best at doing haircuts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also Filch is absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, he's they, fantastic. They, they, they do a great job when they get to Hogwarts of hitting you with all the classic Hogwarts character beats. He gets two so properly get... great scenes. Uh, oh scenes. yeah, yeah. Filch, Filch gets some classic stuff. Yeah, so what is the other bit when he's um, sweeping? Sweeping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious, and he looks at it like. What's the point? Yeah, so everyone here can magic out all rooms to be tidy, yet they can't fucking clean this up. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only it wasn't a squib. Oh Slavery. Gosh. That's what Harry yeah. Potter is. Anyway. But, um, um, yeah, it's re- it is important, though, having those moments with Filch, calling back humour from the earlier films, like do a Seamus and Filch, and uh, having McGonagall do the badass stuff. It, it's kind of harsh, McGonagall calling him a blithering idiot, though. It's like, this guy's got no one. I know it's sad. It is so. <laughs> he's literally his jokes. best. Fr- his wife is his cat. Yeah, it's sad. You know, there's and lots of theories. Like, oh yeah, actually, you know, there's lots theories that like, he's actually his wife. Yeah, well, it's, it's best like not to think theory. about it. I don't want to. I don't really want to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> he's thinking, well, why can't you transfigure my wife back into a woman? Yeah, exactly. That's probably why he lusts. He probably lusts over McGonagall. But he can't have her, so he just buys a cat. That looks suspiciously like McGonagall when she's in cat form. Hmm? It's true, actually. Hmm? Anyway, <laughs> care to bring your fucking Freudian analysis to this I film. tell you what, that is very weird how she's only a cat in the first movie. I completely yeah, she... forgot that McGonagall turns Because it's functionally useless. Even in the books, it's just not used again. Yeah, it's, oh, you're a cat. What does that mean? Oh, I can lick my own ass. Oh, great. Brilliant. Yeah. What, how how, how <laughs> useful that is that? You'd be yeah. surprised. But you wish you could do this, Severus. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend your face is Lily. Um, oh my god! Sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, McGonagall is the king. Um, also, does this mean that all Slytherins are bad then, or that McGonagall is like prejudice? Well, I tell you what, get... she's a fucking idiot because she sends them to the dungeons, which is where their common room is. Yeah, so they can chill. I thought. Yeah. So why don't you just say, "Oh, send them to the common room. They can have a they can have a nice chill out. That's fine." She has to be an ass about it. So, oh, the dungeons. Yeah, send them, t- send them to their living room where they can have beer and have fun. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you walk in. Weird thing to be applauding. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. I will happily go down there and be safe. Imagine if um, Harry Potter took a really horrible dark turn as a series, and after the Battle of Hogwarts, there was an epilogue about how they have to release certain Slytherins and they have to, you know, like pledge their allegiance to. Um, like the good magic sides and prove that they don't have any sympathies for Death Eaters and go through these whole like denazification schemes. Oh my god! Well, it's just just thing that McGonagall like sent them. Schreiner. Oh, the, the gulags would do. Yay! Yay! <laughs> send them to the readjustment camps where we can play with their psychology. Yeah, because we put a hat really. on their head and deemed that they're evil. Yeah, exactly. It's rude, anyway, isn't it? Um, it's probably it's, it's rude. But yeah. Um, also, hold the fort, Neville. I never knew if he meant hold the thing that you're thinking of telling me or hold the fort as in the fortress. No, it means the Do fortress. Notes... Hold the fort is a phrase that means like yeah, yeah, yeah. keep keep basically he's saying to Neville, a kid, oh yeah, keep this massive castle safe while I go and dilly about trying to find a tiara. Well, it's nice though because Neville is like, you know, his, yeah, I guess so, his but all Neville does stand apart, even though that's never been explained in the films. Yes, but all, <laughs> all Neville does is stand on a bridge. 
Oh, come on. Oh, there's a weird, there's annoying continuity error, actually, in that. Um, oh, yeah. Where he's standing in the middle of the bridge, and he hears the... Uh, um, the snatch is coming, and then immediately on the next shot, he's at the he's, he's at the end of the bridge, looking at them. Really annoys me. Anyway, it's not oh, a biggie. I, I don't. Um, yeah, it's no biggie. I mean, like you can you can <clears throat> talk your way around that anyway. But someone missed that in the edit. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, 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 you can talk your way around that though. Boom. Like, while they're running, he walked. Up. That's a funny scene. Yeah, boom. I mean, this like this is just McGonagall being a bit the king. weird, but you know. <laughs> well, McGonagall and Seamus is one of the greatest moments of the entire. Um, Harry Potter universe. Well, it would because he's your favourite character. <laughs> well, come on, it is amazing. When we're talking, like this film is banging for Seamus Corner. Let's just go to Seamus Corner and get this out of the way, okay? So, oh, yeah, man. Seamus in the Room of Requirement, awesome. Seamus with McGonagall, and when she, when he says, "I can bring it down," probably best line of the film. Okay, it's amazing. <laughs> and the fact, the thing is, the thing is, this is the ultimate end game of what we've been saying. That's not even in the book. Like these films, love him to pieces and it's really weird it's so weird i mean well, he's yeah, great they... don't get me wrong Devon murray smashes it you know he deserves to have a massive career he's a great actor quite clearly you know he'd be great in a guy ritchie film but the point is is that i just can't believe how much emphasis these films give on just loving him well, and the fact that his face gets blown up every now a, and then again it's, the it's a smaller version of the effect that happens with luna it's just that they respond to you know they work with what they get you know because like I yes, say, it's all and making the go like it. So yeah, I mean Luna. Yeah. I mean I know Luna is important to the plot in the book anyway, but she is given way more prominence generally over the films than she would do in mm. the book, and a good thing too because they realised that her performance was captivating. So they're oh, like, right, yeah, we've got to use her more. She's absolutely, absolutely banging. Yeah, she's amazing. She's awesome. So, oh, and speaking of which, it's okay that we despaired in the last film, but in this film they go through glass. Few, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, okay. They do, they do while he's talking, while him and Luna are seeing them put up the um, yeah, the shield, the shield, the, like, the, 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 the Naboo, the Naboo I, shield. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. I was so relieved. I was like, oh, thank Christ, Karan. Yeah, I know. It's like, yes, sink. we're back. And the thing is, it's so like, it is so like these filmmakers know that's a thing. Yeah, it's such a random. I feel like we discovered it. You know, I feel like I've never seen anywhere online people talk about that as a. Uh, Harry Potter thing that they do in all the films. I guess we're going to have to try and pay attention to other films to see if other films do it. Because if it is something that Harry Potter does a lot, that would be really funny. It'll be like the Harry Potter shot. We need to see if it happens in Fantastic Beasts as well when we do that. Oh crap! We had, I don't think, yeah, in about a year's time. Yeah, no, I think we should do. I think we should do Fantastic Beasts when it's over. I feel like you can't. We're not going to be able to judge that series until it's finished. I genuinely um, think that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Christ, no. Uh, also, just quick one last thing while we're in Seamus Corner. Oh crap! Um, they like him so much that they give him a line while Neville is standing up to Voldemort. Yeah, he's a stand down. Yeah, because that's what Seamus is. Some of those assholes in school who think they're in the military. It's like, oh come on, Jesus stand Christ. down, Neville. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but no, 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 don't hate on him. I mean, it's just Seamus. Seamus loves giving up. It's his thing, you know. He didn't even believe Voldemort was back at all. If you know, I was Neville, I'd be like, what do you mean stand down? What are you well, talking well, Seamus, about? Seamus wants... Stand down, it means just stop. Like, I, know what it Seamus, mean, I know what it Seamus, means, but who says friends, that? You've got to remember, Seamus is good friends with Neville and he doesn't want his friend to die. Yeah, but it's like, a good beat between them because like, they're really good friends, so it's like yeah, a little yeah, moment between them. No, but no, it's nice. It's kind of it's weird. It's good. It's good detail. They, there's a lot of good detail in this film as too. There is. But yeah, I just think the Seamus Corner, well done. And Devon Murray, you're a 10 out of 10 in those films and you're the best character. Are you done? Are we done oh, finally yeah. with that? That is my shame. End end of the last episode of Shame's Corner. Thank fuck for that. Can we return? Can we return to my irritated by dialogue corner? 
Yeah, sure. I'm not um, in so yeah, it's turning into more of a, a, a different room at this point. But um, <laughs> so Ron Ron goes up to Hermione. No, he doesn't. He goes up to Harry. They both go up to Harry, and oh, right. and they they take they take about like a minute to go. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to the Chamber of Secrets. That's what you should have said. Okay, let's let's get out of the way because everyone Harry was the guy who went there. And he knows there's a basilisk there, and he knows that that's a place where you might find one. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, Harry, oh this is a great idea." Uh, so we've been thinking, right? You know, you you know you stabbed the diary, yeah, and you know you stabbed it with a basilisk fan. You know there's a basilisk, yeah. Do you know where the basilisk is? I reckon I know where that basilisk is. Do you know where I think that basilisk is? I think it's the place that, where where it died. It definitely then, annoyed you more than it should have, but you aren't you aren't wrong. It's fucking <laughs> annoying. Why is that? Why is this, this just stupid stupid dialogue? It's so weird. Yeah. I just find, I feel like the script was just passed over. Like, okay, are the action scenes going to be really cool? Yes. Yeah. Are all the emotional scenes going to be good? <laughs> right. Uh, does the re- yeah, the emotional scenes. check over the, the rest of it. No, no, the, the rest of it's probably fine. Are a 10. They are a yeah, ten. But, the emotional scenes in this are a ten. But are fuck! Amazing. I feel like the rest of it's been neglected. It's really odd. Um, anyway, that's fine. Okay, we can we can temporarily leave the uh, the cool. diary diary room next. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do like I do like scene? how it's the corner though. It's quite banner. <laughs> it really pissed um, me off. What about Lupin's Instagram genius about you know the number of followers does not um, equal? <laughs> <laughs> but in honesty, I I know you kind of laughed about it. It's week, as irritating I, I, as an Instagram quote. To be fair, I um I really like what they were trying to do. I think it's a nice it pays line. Really nice. It pays lovely. It's it doesn't. I don't think the line is that deep. Really, it's the kind it of line you see on fan art made by thirteen yeah, year olds. Yeah, yeah. But it plays wonderful homage to his character. It, it does. does. Does it? I wonder yes. because I think, and yeah, but the thing about Lupin that is quite central to his character is that he's humble. He is humble in this scene. I don't. I feel like he's going. Oh, this here's this no, quote. He, now, who he, said he that? Says, I did. No, he only said I'm that. Great. That I did because he was asked. He never. <laughs> he, he, he was asked. He never said. Oh, and guess who said that? Me. No, he didn't. So you're being a bit rude. I guess so, but he definitely. No, you're, he was, you're, you're he was baiting Kingsley rude. to say, "Oh, who said that?" He line? was not. He yeah, he was. He was not. he was not baiting Kingsley. And by the way, Kingsley's awesome in this. And he was just. See, he was just looking you at. You get to see <laughs> Bold Kingsley for the first time in this film. Uh, while it's Voldemort true, loses his hat. Is yeah, while Voldemort is in the battle. I love that little detail. That's what um, happens when you go up there. Dumbledore had it done in the Half Blood Prince. He lost his hat. This just happened. Yeah. It's true, actually. Um, <laughs> there was something I'd never noticed as well, which is a it's a really small shot, and it's a great detail I do of Kingsley. Um, is while everyone's and at the end when Voldemort's um, like when Harry's come back to life and Voldemort's attacking again, and everyone runs into the Great Hall, Kingsley does a massive protego and protects everyone <laughs> from this massive blast, and he protects them as they run into the hall. And I've always I'd never noticed that, and I thought this time well, that's a lovely detail. They he's also give, they um, give Kingsley a surprising amount of beats in these films. He's the, also standing. He's also standing at the head of the Great Hall at the end, where the headmaster's supposed to be. Oh right! Because yeah. he isn't he bec- yeah doesn't he isn't he meant to become the uh, headmaster? Oh, does he? That's awesome. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty. Oh no, no, he doesn't. He's meant to become the minister of magic, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. becomes one of those two. I actually can't remember which one it is. I cannot remember. But yeah, he's cool. He has a he has a great little little spell that he does as well. That looks really. Cool. Oh wait, he freezes. The freezes one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Him, him, Mister Weasley, and Lupin have a great moment. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Oh, and I love how Kingsley and Dean have got a thing going on. I mean, it kind of feels a bit, you know, like, oh, you know, but... <laughs> it's also I nice. think you may be reading that into it. Probably. Uh, <laughs> he loves Dean. I like how Dean is, um, again, like, this film does a really good job with the really small characters. Dean gets a line earlier and he gets talked to later by Kingsley. It's nice. Mm. Dean is probably given more focus than the most focus he's been given in the entire thing since the third film. So it's it's nice. It's nice. I, I know I know Dean always gets a lot of scenes, but he never talks or anything. It's just nice. That's a bugger, that is. Yeah, exactly. Blimey, Harry. The... I didn't know you could do that. It's like interestingly, that. interestingly. <laughs> he surprised um, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to him in interviews, though, I watched an interview where he said his first line was in the third movie, and it's not he says in the, f- in the first movie, Ron, is that you've your brought this up. You've film? brought this up before. It's just annoying. I'm recording. Me. I just. Oh, sorry. Don't worry. Why don't but, you, yeah, f- why really don't you cool. send him a letter? <laughs> Uh, but I I'll also, so basically, you have a nice moment between Lu- with Lupin. I think it's really good. Even if the line isn't that great, I actually think it's great homage to his character as the kind of wise guy. Also, yeah, Dean and Kingsley get great homage throughout the film. And Fred and George have their nice little moment. And it's like, and a lot of these moments are between people, well, half of them are between people who are going to die. That's true. So it's nice to have a last scene Fred, between Fred and George. The Fred and George one feels... Um... Emotionally pertinent. The one between oh, Tonks and Lupin less so, but that again is a kind of a problem because they don't get an awful lot between each other. No, in, it's proper. It's proper films. back scenes. Like in the sixth film, it's probably the only time they get any focus on it at all. Yeah, exactly. And and, and even then, it's in the um, subtext. It's not it, made very clear. It's yeah, always made exactly. slightly clear. I mean, one of the biggest. Um, so when we go into dialogue corner. Um, is when Harry says, it's not the f- fault of the scene. In the scene, it's done well when he says, but Lupin, mm. your son, uh, in the Resurrection Stone scene. No, it's done well. That's, no, no, but, that's it's, fine. But, but it's so unclear that Lupin's even had a son at that point because all yeah. we had is one little thing at the start of number seven with Tonks being, by the way, uh, yeah, L- Remus and I, shut up, Tonks. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, actually, no, that's a good point because that means. That's what I mean. It's when, not when did properly the baby, put when, into the When film. was it born? It's meant to be born. Um, oh yeah, no, I, yeah, I remember. By the start of this film, it's, it would be at least yeah. nice for Bill to say, "By the way, Remus had his kid or something." I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. A, it's it's what I mean. It, there it are doesn't bother me too much it... because the scenes in and of themselves are good. It's odd. It, it does contribute to what we were saying earlier. How there is actually, you know, it's weird how there's actually a lot of exposition that they could have added in. In a way, yeah. This is what I mean. This is why we say the film should be longer, just to. I think it comes Stop. from a good place because because a lot of because well, a lot I'm of this, it should, it could be longer. No, no, no. As filmmakers, they they were obviously very cautious to make sure it wasn't a bloated finale, which has plagued so many other film franchises. Yeah. Um, and they obviously were very careful to make sure that it wasn't overly long, that it was you know that they got to the point and narratively did. Which it does. Story it does. This which film it does. Is, does which it does feel a lot quicker than it should do. So I think it's well-meaning, but I think they may have slightly overdone that attitude. Because, as we said, it could there could have been other elements, plot elements that could have been fitted in. It's the one Harry Potter film where I wish there was an extended edition. I completely agree with you. Yeah, I completely agree. Because it's something they succeed so well in. in Literally every other film, even the two-hour 45 one, Mm. Ten Secrets, where it's like, this doesn't feel as long as it is. Yeah, so is this... is this the shortest Harry Potter film? I believe it is. It's only like two hours. If it isn't, it must be nearly. It's like... or something. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not long. It's This film is what I would actually call uh, a movie-goer's acceptable length. Mm. Like, And that's... I don't know. So, I think I'm wrong. Like, uh, Okay, whatever. Okay, what do we think about the um, the Grey Lady scene? 
Yeah, I think it's really good. And okay. she's really scary. I literally don't know what I think of it. I, half of the time I think, oh, this is an awesome scene. Half the time I think this is really clunky and strange and I'm really confused. No, it's not, uh, not <laughs> clunky. Uh, my opinion would be, put it as I to bed, this scene isn't clunky at all. It's really cool, good. good. We can move on. <laughs> it's, it's honestly exactly as it is in the book, to be Let's honest. Let's talk about... Apart from missing a few lines. Yeah. Let's talk about the... Um, yeah, and it does what it needs to do. So yeah. let's talk about the actual... The, the few battle scenes... So I, 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 we it said earlier. See, oh, can we talk about the kiss first? Because you haven't talked about it, and you're moving ahead. I do. No, want that, to talk no, about no, that's, that hasn't happened yet. Surely. Oh, is it not the Chamber of Secrets kiss? Oh yeah, that is before, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's worth talking about. Oh, you know what's um, funny about that? Yeah. Is what? that the editing makes that scene look like uh, Voldemort's really angry that they got together? <laughs> I'm not thought that. that is oh, it's strange. really funny. I'm going to rewatch that. And now. then immediately, that is, that, that uh, is, the editing makes it shows immediately from them smiling at each other to Voldemort going, it's <laughs> going mental. I love that. It's uh, just that that's that's the fan base. That's essentially their reaction to yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it was actually, we're a, it was actually a, a meta commentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. It's a, it's, a, um, it's a nice scene. I, you know, it's cool. I'm glad they brought back the set. Nice. And they, yeah, oh, the sets are, it is, um, I'm going to say it now, I do think it's the best set in the Harry Potter films. I think. The Chamber of Secrets. Okay. B- because you were not allowed to count all of Hogwarts as one set. Yeah, I'm going yeah, I'm not to count as all as one set. I'm going to probably agree with you. I'm just really quickly scanning through my head. Yeah. It's my favorite room in Harry Potter, I guess. Yeah, all right. All right. No, no, I'll, I will give you that. It just looks amazing. It's yeah, just it's very amazing. gothic. It's very. Yeah, nasty. Weirdly minimalist still as well. Yeah, exactly. While doing all that stuff. No, it's 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 great. Hits all the beats, beats it's, so well. Um, it's yeah, it's weird. The, the kiss. I don't know. I, I mean, they kind of had to do it because they had to make it pretty clear to the audience that that was a thing. So it's weird because the Robin they don't Mind they don't make a big deal something, out of it. Is this so something something I don't care about at all? Even when I read the books. It's like, are they going to get together? Sure, well, like, I really don't care. Well, I'm much str- more concerned about them as individual characters than that, that element. That is a strength of the story as a whole, though, because you will you will get out of it what you look for. Because yeah, I imagine yeah. for people who are you know more focused on that will find that it did that well. I don't know though; it's hard for us to say because oh no, no, it does say. it does do it well. I think the kiss is quite sweet, um, and I think their engagements together after. You can feel the girlfriend, boyfriend stuff quite nicely, and like they're, and it weirdly just feels like they're really happy that they finally admitted it to one another. Do you get Ex- that vibe? Yeah, except for the um, oh god, we're going back into the room. No, I don't want to go back into the room. Ah, um, that's my girlfriend. You numpty is a fucking awful line. I hate it. Oh, it's classic. Getting out of the way. No, it's terrible. I hate it. It's something no, it's really funny. Say. Um, yeah, but it's Ron. Yeah, but he's. I know, but I don't like. I just don't feel like it's him. It's really weird. No, it's very him. I liked. The thing is, I liked. The I disagree. I think it's very. Hint. I feel like the films have been recovering Ron as a, not recovering Ron, but they've been doing Ron really well as a character of showing him. Yeah, he's a little bit goofy and he's a little bit clumsy, but he is still a serious human being. And I think they again. This this is owing to them trying to draw back to the original films. His behaviour in the Room of Requirement is honestly like he's in the first film again, and I don't really like it. I kind of find. I it, think it works because he's it's gratuitous. No, but he he is a, a very elated in this moment by the fact he's finally with Hermione. I and, guess uh, so. And, and it is only and it is confined that version of Ron is confined to just after that. It's like a honeymoon period moment. That would be he, fine. He, he wants to shout, "That's my girlfriend!" Because he's so proud. He's he's got Hermione. I think that would be fine if it didn't mix a bit with the tone of the of the scene. That's all. 
I just think it's. I don't to, know. It's, I think it's they're, to they're battling but Malfoy, aren't they? It's their mini General Grievous boss battle. Yeah, the fucking Goyle <laughs> nearly, nearly murdered Hermione, and they respond by Ron being all weird and chasing off into the distance like that. It's kind of. Oh, I just find it a little bit cartoonish, a little bit Benny Hill. You know, in any other I, film, it probably wouldn't have bothered me. To be fair, yeah, I it think feels this is a. Um, this one. I think this is a you problem, though. It is a me problem, but I'm still, I'm just, I'm just, I'm fixated on the dialogue in this film. It's no, really... I really, I don't disagree. <laughs> I disagree with you though. I really enjoy that. I think it's yeah. really fun. Anyway, can and I, I really talk... like the little? Go <laughs> on, what? What, what, what? No, I just, um, I'll... You, you can go ahead. I was going to say we can talk about the battle, but oh no, there's still stuff I want to talk about before that. Okay. So, one, when the basilisk died, was it in the same position as it was when it went back in the chamber? Who so when it a... dies, yes. Okay. Also, yes. Um, the music at fifty-eight minutes thirty is exactly the same, almost note for note, as PS4 Spider-Man. So if wants to... could you actually say what fucking scene that is? I can't remember. Fifty-eight minutes thirty into the film. I can't. Remember. You're seriously? You're going to give us a timestamp, but not at the scene. I can't remember what scene. <laughs> I think it's in the fight, but I don't know. Um, also, that is, that is. I think that maybe that may have won the record for the most useless piece of information we've conveyed on this. It's so much like this for <laughs> Spider-Man. It's unbelievable. It's, it's not really that. You've just given us a timestamp. When is it? I don't. I, I'm going to forget that. Well, well. We, we <laughs> just text me. I've got. I've got the timestamp here for you. So. Oh god damn it! Um, also, I'll have to put that in the um, fucking description. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Also, <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the little uh, bit of dialogue between Ron and Hermione while they're looking for the room of requirement as well. No, um, you don't like that. It's I, dodgy. I really like that. Yeah, it's dodgy. No, it's, it's dodgy lovely. exposition. Is it? It's odd. It's that yeah, because it's cutting to the. It's, dumb, it's so like, booky. Oh. It's so like the books. I don't see what your problem is. It's so look. I don't Harry Pottery look, saying that it's like the book is not. It's not. I don't care. We, I've, I've made this. But it just feels this, so Harry all, Pottery. I just feel like these, I feel that you got annoyed at one thing and now you're annoyed at everything. For all no, because not all the dialogue's bad. Um, it's just I, I don't. It doesn't matter if it's like the book or whatever. I think it's a clunky scene in a film. No, I don't. I, I think like it. They they arrive. The shot stands there. They're looking at the map, staring there like the you know children again, just going, "Oh, we can't find Harry." Oh no, there he is. It's just kind of really odd. Yeah, it's done in a funny way. Oh, he's, he's like, disappeared. Look, he goes, look, he, he, found him. Oh, that doesn't show up on the roof of a car. It's like the audience knows that. No, no, but it's done really beautifully. You still have to talk about it in real life. If you were in that situation in real life, and it was me and you looking around the castle for. I don't know. Our friend James Johnson. We would. Um, don't you dare bring James into this. We, we would. We would have to discuss our plan of action. And if you thought it was a requirement, you'd have to tell me. It's not unrealistic for them to have to have that discussion. I'm not it's saying not. that. I'm. But a film is is about showing the edit of a film is about showing you what the audience needs to see. Does the audience need to know that Hermione exactly how Ron and Hermione worked out how to find Harry? Or is it, could it not be implied that, that they the knew point, how to find? You're him. missing the point of the scene. The point of the scene is that Hermione is impressed that Ron figured that out. I think it's a clunky way to put that in. If that scene's just there to do that, I think that's yeah, kind it's, of silly. It's a, it's, it's a beat, be- nice beat between them after their kiss. That's it. I guess so, but they've kind of already had that scene exactly earlier. With another clunky scene where they're talking about the get where the, to get the basilisk fang. I feel like they're cramming it into scenes. They're probably. If they are cramming, trying to give Ron and Hermione a bit of time, because yeah. after that they don't get much time together. 
No, that not really. You, they, they've got to be given, and this is kind of goes back to what you said a minute ago about you get what you are looking for. Me and you, we don't care about their romance. I genuinely do not care about Hermione and Ron's romance at all. I really don't care. It's not a problem with the film. It's just my interests. I'm, I and... care about it as much as I care about their friendship. It's just the fact that it's romantic doesn't change that. And it shouldn't, to be fair. I don't think that's it's true. specific it's to true. us. I, I do care about their friendship. relationships are just important, generally. In, in fairness. But, so I think they give them those... I agree that, you know, they could probably have better scenes to showcase their friendship and how it's changed. Mm. But this film is... And this is the problem, the film trying to rush through it. So it kind of... It probably is a bit clunky because the way they're handling it. Yeah. Mm. I, I agree the first criticism you had of them talking about where the Basilisk fan is, is is clunky, but I don't really agree this one is. Okay. Now that's... that's that, Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, should we talk about the battle? Or oh, thank Christ. Or talk about Draco? No. I just oh I love it when they kill the Horcrux and all three of them have to do something. How like Harry um, throws it, one of them kicks it, and then Ron. It's a sports it. movie. No, it's really nice though because it's like it's like yeah, they're the Horcruxing team. The American yeah. uh, Football Association were really happy when they saw that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah we that. can finally get some people in. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, cool. it's jokes. No, it's it's really <laughs> cool. Um, and I Draco's reaction to crabs. Oh my, crab I can never remember. Uh, to his Coil. death is crabs in jail because he bombed somewhere. He didn't bomb anywhere. He oh, just he was, did something. He just oh, like banned the riots and he was selling drugs. Typical, typical death. Agent. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Or was it he did something bad in the riots after? I can't remember that. We don't know. He um, cares. He's in prison it. now. I don't know if he is in prison now. He, he might be out. Why are, you, why are you taking me off on these things? I just feel bad for him. Anyway, so... I think he'll oh, be alright. I shouldn't feel bad for him. I hope he's okay, because I can't imagine how it would feel to miss out on being in the last Harry Potter film. <laughs> Especially when you've played Ron. Okay, but let's let's imagine the let's think about the character who replaced him. What does he get to do? Blaze, Ah, fuck all, goes up in a blaze of glory. Am I right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, one would say down, but yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's interesting how um, I do really feel for Malfoy in this film. Like his friends, like burn, and like and then after this, he just has a terrible time of it. Um, I really feel for him. But his, um, I love his reaction when. Harry and that um, first go at him like he drops everything and just runs like ah he's so scared <laughs> I just like because we can't skim over this because this is really Malfoy's ultimate showdown so this is um, while we're talking about the early films and how they find their way into this this is the payoff this scene for you know s- six films worth of Malfoy annoying Harry I don't actually agree I think the payoff for that was in the last film, I think the payoff was him not was was him not telling Bellatrix that it was Harry. Well, because it actually shows that Draco secretly does care a bit about Harry. Yeah, and they mentioned that in this scene, which is good. But it wasn't like, and it's, it's, it's done nice. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's it nice is being... done. It, it is done well. Um, because it's proof. Because obviously, like you say Draco at all times in this film is basically just trying to get out and try, get his friends out alive. And yeah. that happens later again. He's like, he doesn't. He, he's like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm not interested. So why? Yeah. So why does he try here to get to there? what? Do you, do you think this is his last ditch effort at getting on the right I side of li- Voldemort? I think he literally just wants his wand back. I feel like <laughs> it's odd. It does feel odd as a as as a motivation to go as a character. But I've kind of just assumed that it was he wanted. 
It's true yeah. though. No, you're right. If he, I like that idea. He just wants his one. It's kind of the only one I have. But then, but then he he realizes that he made bad friends as a kid. And <laughs> I think you re- you realized that a while ago. It's true. Um, when he stops talking to Crab and Goyle earlier in the in the sick film, in the book, isn't it? It's like he's just literally they, they don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I do love that. Um, but yeah, I, I it's a good idea. It's nice. He's like, just give me my one back, and then. Crab is the one who escalates it because obviously Crab, you have got to remember as well. Crab's dad is a, or it might be called—I can't remember—his dad is one of the deafies. Just call him Croyle, and I'll make you happy. Croyle, yeah, Croyle. There we go. Yeah, Croyle. That, that does make me happy. Uh, Croyle's. Uh, <laughs> imagine if they instead of putting Blaze in there, they got round it by saying, "Oh, we've a Malcolm." Oh yeah, his name's a Blaze. No, no, his name's a Blaze. Yeah, that's the joke. Sorry. That's why I said Blaze of Glory. Um, oh, oh, I see. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it's good because now you've explained it for all the listeners who didn't get the joke. So now I feel, like, I feel like I'm the only one who didn't get that joke. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I everyone else was ahead of the curve I, on me there. I hope it is just you, Gary. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I love that idea. It's great. Cool, great it's scene. The CGI was great. Uh, it was a nice little excuse to have Harry on a broom. Although I actually thought the broomstick CGI here looked. Yeah, it was dodgy. very. It was very. Yeah, it was very easy to tell that they used it the green like, screen. They actually kind of looked like uh, head cams. Like they looked way too still, which is yes, a weird actually. thing to level. That's kind yeah, of the reason why the CG looks funny. It actually yeah. lacks a bit of shakiness, which is. I was thinking is... though, this is so many people's like wet dreams seeing Draco mount Harry like that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Will you stop talking about fan art? What are you doing? <laughs> what have you been? Well, you know, what have you been researching it's, it's, it's in between the last page? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I honestly dare not log in now. I don't. I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to see. Imagine all of the tweets we're going to get now from our, you know, devoted fan base. Yeah. Well. We, yeah. Or I mean, it's curious. <laughs> very curious. You have any idea how many lists we're now on? Yeah. <laughs> Top ten. <laughs> Harry Potter fans. Um, I was more thinking that. government register list. No, I was yeah. saving this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, um, no, this was oh, for posterity. I've yeah. got one more question before we talk about the battle, and then I Fuck. promise you we'll talk about the battle. It's been twenty minutes, parcel- man. Do you think Parcel Tongue has an in-canon language? Oh, think, fuck off! Do you think they just make noises? It's bullshit! Or- it's absolute bullshit! I don't know. It's- yes, literally, yes, literally. If you could learn. Parcel tongue from people talking in their sleep. Also, if I hear someone talking gibberish in their, st- if I heard someone talking Spanish in their sleep, I would not be able to go up to a Spanish person and talk to them because that is very much not how language works. Yeah, because Ron's <laughs> meant to be saying "open up the door." Or whatever. Yeah, well, maybe, fair, Harry, yeah. maybe Harry was saying it in the fifth film when he was dreaming about getting closer and closer to the door to the Department of Mysteries. <laughs> that Chamber of the Secrets must have been must have heard some weird shit of people going up to it. Yeah. Ron just goes up and just goes, where the fuck are my sausages? Yeah. Uh, I, I think, is that, a, is that the password? I guess I'll or have to open si- it. Or, or, or just singing the words, so cold and full of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's actually just saying, oh, Ginny, that feels amazing. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, that's dark. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, I, I try not to that. think about it, to Sorry. be honest. Sorry, I was considering really bad. No, okay. yeah. <laughs> then we're not doing it. So you should not have brought it up. Okay, yeah. next. <laughs> next. Uh, next um... can, we actually, can I say something I really like now, finally? Please start talking about stuff. Oh, thank you. Because I, I genuinely think, I, I think you underappreciate the film. Carry on. 
No, I don't. Well, I actually won't let me talk about it. Um, yeah, no, the battle scene um, montage, whatever you want to call it, is absolutely excellent. It's a With Oliver fan- Wood. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a really nice little touch. That it's you, a nice touch. You don't need to know that it's him, but it's funny. Um, yeah. It's great for a few reasons. One, generally, as we said earlier, the use of establishing shots across the castle to establish its geography is really well done. Super. Um, the other really cool thing is the way in which... Um, they move through a lot of the villains from the earlier films. Yes, like they like the first, it. yeah, because they have Scabia, they, obviously, because it starts yeah, well, with well, the, the first thing Scabia. they see is the troll, like the first film. Oh, I see. Then, yeah, yeah, then yeah. they see the spiders, like the second film. Yeah. Then you see, yeah, it's the werewolf and the dementors afterwards. You see Greyback, yeah, 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 which is what? Yeah, fantastic. What do you think of the way they dispatch of Greyback? I mean, does he actually die there? Well, in canon, in the book, he dies there, doesn't he? I'm kind of fine with it. Again, they if kind of get away. They have to rush it because Lavender's dead, presumably. No, she becomes a werewolf. I thought. How does she? Yeah, I'm just chewing know. it. I think, I think he's bitten into her neck. I think you're. Oh, so he's pretty dead. Her. Yeah. yeah. In the book, in the book though, uh, it's something different to the film. They are always co- the characters are constantly casting spells to kill, and they change that in the film a lot. Well, probably for the sake of rating, Hermione, I imagine. They're doing non-lethal stuff. Like yeah, they're all... Fine stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's pff, fine by me, to be honest. No, but I'm just saying, of... I'd, I'd never thought about it <clears throat> until I started talking to you right now. No, and actually, and it's true, and that's a weird thing. I feel, like, is, is that, I feel like that's a thing in the book where Lupin has to go at Harry for using Expelliarmus, and then he has to change it. Because yeah, he says he's not, he doesn't... got to start killing people. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, which would have been funny, but um, I think uh, yeah, that would have been I would have sort of mixed up the message a bit. So yeah, I never really had a problem with that. But um, and then yeah, Arbuthnot turns up to. Why didn't they show the goat? They should have showed the goat. Yeah, he loves his goats. They should have yeah, showed yeah, the. But I tell you goat. what, it's a really. I would have good, loved to see a massive um, giant goat kill loads of dementors. That would have been awesome. But, but I t- anyway, okay, it's still awesome. Thinking. Anyway, I tell you what it does. Um, <laughs> it's that's really good showing and not telling cinema. Because it shows that Aberforth hasn't given up. Because in order to cast a Patronus, you need to think of a good memory and have hope. Mm. And so it shows a giant release of hope from Aberforth. Yeah, it shows that he hasn't given Patronus. up. Yeah, yeah it's it's re- That's a really good way of ending his random arc. Because it is a random arc, really. It's like it's like it was slapped on at the end, but it doesn't. It doesn't in that in that scene. It doesn't matter at all because he's just there to be awesome. So who yeah. gives a fuck? And, and also, you're like, well, he's Dumbledore's brother, so obviously he's a badass. Yeah, also, I mean, everyone else is. Yeah, um, but yeah, also the scene ends with them going to the boathouse, which is obviously the first place all time they've actually students. Yeah, not, but a bit more. I think it's like he's technically at the gate. He's sort of, in a way, at the actual gates of the castle because that's, oh, that's the first time yeah, the first yeah. years get there. So he's sort of at the at the helm in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which is which the... is really nice and quite yeah. creepy as as a as a you know. A scene. Idea. It's quite nice. Um, oh, it's also probably the closest that Ron and Hermione ever get to Voldemort. Good point, actually. I'm just thinking now. It's one of those weird things you think when you've seen something way too many times, and you're just thinking about, oh, I wonder how many lines Lucius has in this film, and like stuff like that, because you've seen it so many mm. times. Also, um, so yeah, the battle is done really, really well. I love it. And but um, if I could have one criticism, yeah, uh, I wish that when they showed the giants fighting, they just put Grop in there. Yeah, they missed. They missed out a lot of silly, easy cameos like that. And that easy cameo would have made um, the 
the weakest part of that fifth film feel less weak. Do you know what I reckon? Do you know what you know, I reckon they didn't do it because they were like, "Fuck that CG model did not hold up well. We're gonna have to completely redo that if we can." Maybe maybe this. Grob was there. <laughs> no, completely redesigned. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have had Hagrid riding. But someone's gonna do a deep fake online. I know it's a bit silly, it. but it would have been nice to see. Yeah, because um, yeah, because Hagrid, he's just like he's in the forest. That's the only time you yeah. see him. I love the um, the way though that they like dispatch of Greyback so easily because actually it just shows um, there's a lot of deaths in this film which is just like yep they died and they're not yeah. they're not a big and I think that's great uh, you you know me and one of my massive criticisms of um, kind of Hollywood movies like popular ones that are part of a series stuff like the MCU is they are uh, they seem way too scared to kill off characters and whenever they do it they um, have to make a big deal out of it. And obviously, I think it's good to make a big deal out of deaths. That's fine. But when you don't kill off anyone at all, it's annoying. So I love the fact that Harry Potter is like, yeah, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Oh, yeah, and then later on, it's like, yeah, Fred's dead. Is it Fred or George? Oh, guys? Fred okay, like, so, so that's so that that, that for me, I, I, I agree with you pretty much entirely. Um, and the, the best thing, so for me, Lupin and Tonks, that one, that hits really hard for me. I like mm. that because Harry and the audience is deprived even of seeing them die. Yeah. Which that's that's what makes it horrible. Fred is an odd one and I actually I I I'd like I want to know what you think about this because okay. do, do you think that you see Fred die? No, so what you see is you see George be um expelliarmus before he's going to die and uh, but George Voldemort. doesn't die. Fred no, no, does. No. I, yeah, yeah, I know. You don't so, see him die. It's so when him. does Fred die? So Fred dies he just before that shot, presumably. So right. Fred dies, and then Voldemort calls all the Death Eaters in. Right. Just in time for George to not die. Is Are you sure that's meant to be George in that shot? We should really have checked <laughs> Because if that's Fred, right, then I'll I, I remember what he's wearing. Wrong. I'm going to look up pictures. <laughs> definitely, definitely Hallows, Weasley twins. Okay, who was look, wearing what? Put it this way. If it, if it is, if that is meant to be Fred, then that is not uh, that is silly editing. That, that, that shot should not have been in there. It was pointless anyway. It's only useful to show the Weasleys. If it what if that's meant to be Did, George. Wait, 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 wait. Do they always stand the like front and deck and and deck in the order you say their names? No. Okay. Um, no, you look. It's you'd have to watch the scene again. We'll do it another time. Well, I'm looking at it here, and um, I I think this is saying that I'm right. Okay. If it is, so George, I, I I think I'm correct. It's George. You see, because okay. I'm okay with it, but it's also it's still quite unclear to the audience. But so. also, I I know, but also um, the way George, George's face looks in that scene makes him look like he's just seen his brother die. He's, he already looks absolutely broken. It looks more like he's just eating it, a really, really spicy chilli. Really? It looks like he's falling back, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I've just lost my brother. I I, so, so I think you have projected onto that a little bit. Nah, rewatch but... it and you'll agree with me. No, prom- <laughs> I promise you. Well, I promise you. I've been he was used definitely to assuming acting that, that he's... scene okay. like that. Well... I okay. promise you, I think that I'm not. No, 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 I do fine. not think. I do not think I'm projecting it even either. I think you're underrating um, what the Phelps brothers were doing in that scene. I actually, it's nothing to do with her, the, his performance. It's literally just the fact that that scene is. It makes it slightly unclear to the audience what exactly. Yeah, is going and on. I, I and I agree, but I also think yeah. that it should be a bit unclear because then when you get into the Great Hall, who's dead? Yeah. What's happened? 
it should be unclear because that that's not the moment you should know if he's dead or not. You should no, be worried. I, well, I sort of agree, but, but obviously <laughs> because they're identical. No, I know, but they're wearing different colours. That's how I yeah, but, figured it yeah, out. Yeah, but okay. Now. Hey, d- so how many times have we watched this film? About at least I, ten I've, times. I've, I've probably I saw it like seven times at the cinema. Right. So, can you remember who's who's which which color? No, you can't. So, Fred... if you ca- if we can't oh, remember, I tell you what, I can audience, right now. Audience member definitely can't this... remember. I'm going on YouTube. I'm going to find a scene where it goes. You're right, Fred. Yeah, but you have to look it up. You have to look it up, and you've seen this film a bajillion times. So have I. And that means this is such a petty thing. I just want to make it. It's just. It's right. it... I'm literally out of scene now. Give me a sec. Oh, fuck's sake. We'll put. Okay. <laughs> We're experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah. Ah, okay. So. I am now very unsure about <laughs> if that's when he dies or not. I don't know. Fuck's sake. So, yeah, you're right. Whatever. Fine. It's dodgy as fuck. I just find it weird. But. Nevertheless. I actually, interestingly, a lot of the criticisms of this film, apart from some strange odd dialogue bits, I had things. I've got some editing editing. coming up. I've got some editing stuff coming up myself. That I Ooh, think terrific! With. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's coming up. Like it's, it comes oh, up. Oh, fine. We talk then. About, oh, right, yeah, we talk well, about Snape's yeah, yeah. memories. There's some odd choices in Snape's memories. Ooh. Oh, that is interesting. Okay. Um, where are we up to in the film? We didn't talk uh, about the scenes with Voldemort and Lucius, actually, did we? Is that? I mean, there's not much to say. Just that Lucius is. Jason Isaacs is still fantastic, and yeah, it's nice that they're showing the burn marks on Voldemort, which I'd never noticed. Yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> and um, but yeah, no, it's it's really Lucius's um, until the amazing shot of the Malfoy family running away, which is amazing. Well, I've got an interesting thing to. Well, okay, so I might as well talk about it now. Yeah, go on. It, we'll talk, we'll is, ca- let's cover the Malfoys now. Well, it's that is a really nice as the Malfoys have, have become, as we said in the last episode. Um, they come. They've come to represent the sort of established, like the Nazi guard. You know those people, and they literally uh, their story ends with them ru- running. Yeah, running for Argentina at the very end. Like, that is literally what they're doing. Yeah, and it's like literally the perfect way is that they're like, right? No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna be, you know, martyrs to this thing. We're literally just yeah, gonna what, be cowards and go and live yeah. somewhere else. Well, I'm coming straight out with it. I I genuinely think the Malfoys are the best villains in the Harry, in Harry Potter. I think they're more interesting than Voldemort. I and think. Voldemort... Mm. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, they're better than what you want. Voldemort is 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 on in most scenarios the least good villain in the series, and that is not a problem. He is he is the poster boy for the problems in the magical world. Yeah, we yeah. said this in the in the in I think either the fourth or the fifth one. Yeah, it's the difference. The, the thing is, the difference between Voldemort. Voldemort is Palpatine, and the Malfoy family are Vader, where they're multifaceted and it's quite interesting, and you don't always know where the loyalties are lying. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty good comparison. But like but Voldemort, I always said his his character is not particularly compelling. It's his threat that matters. Everyone else's yeah. character's response to that, like the Malfoys, like um, is what's interesting. Like yeah. Narciss, but like yeah, the way that Narciss, they all respond to it, the way that. Uh, Bellatrix responds to it the way that uh, fucking what's her name Umbridge responds to yeah. it. That's that's yeah. what makes it interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. just that Voldemort's just like, like yeah, he's just the poster boy. He ha- he has to be the poster boy in order for all that stuff to be as interesting as it is. Yeah, because he's a literal snake. It's like yeah, makes so much sense. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the Malfoys covered. Yeah, I, I I just think the the how can you live yourself and the slap and everything. It's just perfect. It's just a perfect. <laughs> Like, because the thing is, you watch that scene, Lucius, and you think you were like sort of the main main henchman in the second film and the fifth film. Yeah, and you were like, you know, 
still representing a big threat with the Hoyas yeah. World Cup stuff as well. Like he was, you've been a big guy. He's the OG. All about, now he's, yeah. he, he's he is the OG and he's all about the, the ceremony of it and uh, you know the He's the pomp and circumstance, he's the you know, the establishment yeah. Yeah. that just gets cast aside in the end. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it is um, sad. It's weirdly sad, isn't it? He's complete <laughs> he's completely pathetic. He's a completely broken man. Also, in the way that in and that that last shot as well, I'll bring up again, is is, is for me especially uh, more sad because um, Narcissa and, and Draco are basically just walking away from they they literally don't even care about um, yeah they're walking yeah they're just walking just away like, yeah, while it. fucking Lucius, Lucius is still shitting himself yeah yeah but that's because um, yeah Lucius is because Lucius is, is it's his fault because the other because Draco and Narcissa are, are people who are roped into it who yeah, have ended yeah. up becoming worse because they got caught up in it really that's well even makes, even yeah. though I, I actually think Narcissa is caught up in it we said this in the yeah, last yeah, review yeah. Uh, I literally think Lucius is the only one who liked it and I feel like Narcissa was a bit like oh I like how my husband's a bad boy like, Narcissa, Narcissa, that's probably what Narcissa betrays Voldemort Narcissa is part of the reason that Voldemort she fucked. is yeah she is that that moment and the thing is it's because Voldemort can't understand that people love each other and then people yeah. like love their families. That's the and reason that he is, dies. That is the reason he dies, and it's to do with Narcissa. I literally think Narcissa and Lily basically kill Voldemort. Yeah, whatever. The, <laughs> yeah, whatever the problems are with these films, they've never done bad with the Malfoy family at all. The Malfoy family is always a consistent ten. It really is. Yeah, it's and one also of the best things about these films and this film, also, this film in particular, like it does with Snape, gives excellent um, context for previous films to, that gives a lot of food for thought. Like without, well, like we were saying, the fact that Narcissa, well, the only thing we've seen of her is is her talking to Snape in the episode, in episode six, really. Other than that, she barely does anything in the last film. She's just like yeah. just trying to keep um, fucking just down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas now, showing her actual intentions much more overtly, and the same mm. goes for, for for Draco. Yeah, is is evidence of exactly where they were. Coming he doesn't from the even films. want to join his family. When Voldemort's given the opportunity, he, he's very much like, I'd happily stay here. It takes it's him o- ages well, to, to actually be like, oh, I'm going to walk towards Voldemort now. Yeah, or it's the fact that it's only when his mum asks him to. Yeah, and he's like, I love my mum, okay. Because he's like, right, fine. And then they got the Yeah, because fucking... even his dad's like, come on, Draco, and he doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, really good bit of kind of, you know, theatre acting, all that, isn't it? <laughs> Do you no, know what I mean? No, like, it's a... Let's it's... use our positions yeah. on the stage and represent. <laughs> Where we stand, you know, it, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's brilliant, and uh, you know, uh, you'll probably know by this time on the podcast. I think Lucius is one of the best Harry Potter characters, mm. definitely, and Jason Isaac smashes it. Yeah, no, he really does. He really smashes it. Like this is a you know like top level performance all round from him. Mm. And even though he's not, you're not able really to point to one film to be like, oh, you were the best in that film. He's definitely one of the best in the series. Okay. So, I I think well. So, th- the next thing I think we should talk about, and you said you had problems with it, so I think you should go first on this. Is the and, and I say this because it's probably my favourite scene of the film. Um, okay, you get another. Yeah, it's the Snape uh, memory scene. Right. So this is sometimes my favourite scene of the film. Okay. Uh, so I do want to say that like, um, there's like five scenes in this film that I think are genuinely like some of the best scenes in cinema don't get me wrong um hmm. and 
this scene is definitely still one of them. It's just a little thing where I'm like, I just need to ask you about it to check if it's an inconsistency or not. <laughs> oh, uh, it's one of these. It's, it's one of these. It's oh, I love, I love doing a spot of disabusing. Um, oh, good. by the way, aside, before I get into that, this is Professor Sprout's first movie since Chamber of Secrets. She's only it's, in this one it, and it, Chamber of Secrets. It, when does she... Oh, yeah, she's helping out, like, um, yeah, kill yeah. people and everything, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, just because we are going chronological order and I'm being a, a dick and I'm sticking to it this time because we've never done it before. Um, We're never going to. Showing and not telling, Percy Weasley comforting um, yes. George. is a yeah. really, really, really good touch. And it's so sad seeing Mr. Weasley. Like, yeah. oh, and it's horrible. Percy. That whole bit. Also, obviously, they show a shot of him remaining at the end when Voldemort's won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like which is, again, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and obviously this is one of the um, parts of the book with Percy that I actually... It's one of my... I've never been angry it's not in the films, but since Percy is used so much in the first three Harry Potter films... It's all it's show, don't tell. A... It's fine. He, in, his use in order is perfectly adequate, and then in this one it's also perfectly adequate. Yeah, true. Like, it's, like, I'm, like the re- that, this is what I mean. They're consistently ignoring him as a character. That's fine. They don't try and make a big deal out of him in this one. They don't. They don't try and wrap up a character arc, and they don't ditch one that was there before. Like that's that's fine by me. That's like there's loads of things they leave out of the books, which is you know doesn't matter because yeah. they're yeah. their own thing. So they did that. They did that good. You done good, Yates or Cloves, whoever's responsible for that. Yeah, yeah, because they still they still get it in there because it's technically part of the law in a in a weird way that they just like might as well acknowledge. Okay, so here we go. Um, so when they show the prophecy being read out, they show the one from Prisoner of Azkaban, not the correct one. Oh, from I Order see. Of Phoenix. Yeah, they're they only the wrong. Pro- they show the wrong prophecy. I think they just show that because they're meant to be showing that it's Trelawney who gave the prophecy. Okay, it really annoys me though because they have the same prophecy in the yeah, fifth but you one, never, so you never, just... you, yeah, but you never see Trelawney give the original prophecy, so mm. I feel like they'd have to read. So is it? That. So, is it, so it's not a problem then? No, not really. It's just sort of. Yeah. Do you not wish they'd reshot some stuff, like the bit where they talk no. about Wormtail? Why didn't they just reshoot some stuff rather than using stock footage? It just feels a bit lazy. The shot they used to talk about Wormtail. Yeah, they just show a shot from Azkaban. It's like well, why not? Know, well, why? But why would no no I don't understand which which in which why bit don't you do they shoot it? No, which which scene are we talking about? Which when part? they talk about someone who's going to betray James and Lily, they like show a small shot of Wormtail from the third movie. Yeah, that's oh, it's, it's fine by me because those are the actual events. Why would they reshoot it? No, because not... that's not when he betrays them. Okay, but it's I guess sh- that, yeah, I guess that would have been context- when Snape saw con- him. It's the same. That's what I mean. It's contextualizing it for the audience. We haven't seen. We, a lot of people don't realise that it was Trelawney who gave the prof, the original prophecy because it isn't set. So in this montage, it's alluding to that. Uh, in a similar okay. fashion, they're talking about how you know they put their trust in the wrong person again. Something that's only really you know alluded to very quickly in the third film. So they're drawing yeah. your attention to it. So again, that's uh, okay. again. This is this is where editing is used properly. <laughs> to me. Oh, okay. Any, right, well, I, but, just, I, I thought it was interesting. Well, I'm glad. I'm, you, you, I'm relieved <laughs> that that is, that was your problem. To be honest, um, yeah, I just thought it was lazy. But, because yeah. on the whole, this is the the thing that I find most like emotionally resonant, especially Rickman's performances in the additional scenes that they added. Oh, it's horrible! Um, you know, when Gambon, he holds her body, it kills. That's me. an amazing scene. Yeah, it's probably one of the best. Shots that shot is a, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely devastating. Yeah, like yeah. him walking past James's body on yeah. the floor and 
Yeah, oh my god, he's amazing, yeah. amazing. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, I hate you. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's, and it's kind of sad. And he ignores Harry. Like, he ignores Harry. Yeah, the baby. He's if, still alive. If we want to be really morbid about it, it's it's fully a case of like, he's it's his only chance to hold her, and she's dead. Yeah, he's a fucking necrophile. What? Disgusting. I think Necrophi- he's, a necro- no, he's a necrophile. But, he's disgusting. Sure, but I mean, it is nasty. Yeah, no, but th- this is and this is okay. So this it's is really morbid. This is something that we've talked about a lot from the first ever fucking episode. I don't think Snape is a. I still think Snape is a villain, and I mean that in a in a good way. Like he's not like he like that's the best thing about this reveal is that it doesn't change. Like it doesn't say oh all the things he did was because he's good. It's not that. It's just the fact that. It's his mind was in a completely different place to the way the way you thought it was, which yeah. But it doesn't exonerate him of responsibility. Like that's that again. That shot, he's not caring for the baby who's just been nearly murdered. He's yeah, just the holding woman that he loves. That he's putting his love for Lily over his hate. His love for Lily is more important than his hatred. He's a bit of, of a dodgy <laughs> stepdad, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's more of a guardian the angel. Hates the kids. He's a fucked up guardian angel. <laughs> yeah, um, and but it's also excellent for for doing something which again was missed out of other elements of this film and the previous film, which is showing Dumbledore's manipulation of people, which is something that's so great in the sixth um, mm. film, and yeah. then kind of gets dropped a bit. And it was. I'm glad they at least like picked up the pieces a bit in this one, which was really. And necessary. It, I guess, and this does kind of give some kind of resonance to the fact that Dumbledore's a bit of a knobhead. He's complete knobhead. He completely orchestrates everything that goes on. And again, this is something they miss out of the um, the, the purgatory scene later. But that's something that there were there are things that Dumbledore purposefully, you know, mislead everyone else because he doesn't, you know, he wants to be in control. Mm. And that's fully shown in this montage. And all the bits with them as, as kids is really great, except for the, the weird way that um, Petunia says, come here. It's really strange. Yeah, I've read that. Come here. Like, that's all. Come here. That, honestly, I, like the first three Literally, times. Literally, whenever you say come here to me or whatever, which sounds weird now, I've said it. <laughs> yeah, I always we, say. we always go, come here. It's 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 really the first first three times I watched this film did not realise that's what she was saying. I had no idea what she was saying. I just had to assume that it was something nasty. And yeah, it yeah. was it's so weird. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess as well the Petunia stuff. It kind of at least shows that she. I don't know. It doesn't show the jealousy though. Like that's such an interesting part of the book, isn't it? When um, like it turns out the reason that Petunia doesn't like Lily is because Petunia wishes she was a wizard. That's yeah, exactly. It's yeah, well, that's genius. And yeah, that's alluded to in what Snape says in that flashback. She's great. Oh, he does say yeah. She's just yeah. Jealous. She's jealous because you're special. Uh, yeah. 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 So it does still, again, pay enough lip service to the oh, yeah, th- again, and Dursley stuff that it works. You, you can. That's what I mean. You don't have to have read the book to understand it, which is crucial. No. Um, so yeah, that entire scene, beautifully edited, love, really nicely paced. Doesn't it's not really doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's really horrible. And also, and Radcliffe's performance. Uh, as soon as yeah, it comes you, out, yeah. Oh, I've, I never noticed how he looks absolutely. Like, he looks dead. He looks broken. Yeah, he looks. He looks completely like betrayed and everything. I think it's awful. That shot like, when is he just the sits there, and they hold yeah. that shot for ages when he sits there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's great because that is that's that's the furthest Radcliffe as an actor has looked from the first time you see him on screen in the first film. Yeah, it's the it's the best juxtaposition of 
his character growth because his at that point his character growth is is done his arc is over mm. which is why it makes sense for him to die at that point yeah like it's not gratu- it's not a gratuitous death yeah it's like, he's, okay. he's been it's searching it. for his ability to take responsibility for other people who are, yeah, you yeah. know who have, he's put in danger he now has found the final way to put that to bed yeah cuz he even says when he's taken a resurrection stone he says i didn't mean for any of you to die for me Mm. You know, it's it's a it's his big problem, isn't it's it? It's something he says in every film, and they're always trying mm. to like be like, look, look, no one's no one says, you know, you asked us to do it. Yeah, it's like, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, man, chill it, out. It's a bit like he's walking around being like, I don't want to eat spinach, and no one's asking. Like, no one's asking you to eat fucking spinach, Harry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking chill out. <laughs> yeah, um, literally, yeah, got okay, millions cool. of elves here are willing to make you anything. Will you stop going yeah. on like groups? <laughs> Please, all these elves will die for you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You can eat the elf if you want. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, um, it's a shame yeah. that the, the scene where he says goodbye to um, Ron Hermione is also nice. Although I think it's a shame that he doesn't say anything to Ron. But then again, it's no, one of those masculine really things where blokes yeah, can't say really, anything to each other. It's true. I I read it as. Um, by the way, that's probably my subjective favorite scene of the film. Oh, where he says um, goodbye. It's horrible. Oh, it is. It, horrible. Make me, it makes me cry. Yeah. Like, it's it's the scene that makes me cry. Um, out of all the scenes, it really gets me. Like it's I I because I've always thought that he doesn't say goodbye to Ron because it's too much for him. He's mm. like I cannot say goodbye to you. I guess like, also Hermione, you, he's yeah. nothing really to say. Yeah, exactly. Ron like, knows he yeah. loves him and he doesn't want to say it, you know. And then um, Hermione, yeah, oh, it's it's oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's it's so bad. No, no, it's, I mean, there's, there's in a good, good way. Yeah, it's it, no, I, it I, I can't it's talk about it. It really kills me that scene. It <laughs> oh is, Jesus! Is oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh my gosh. Okay. It's their best scene as a trio in that film. It's unbelievable. Probably, and yeah, the, yeah. Snape stuff is, the Snape stuff's amazing, and um, the de-aging, by the way, in this film is really impressive. The de-aging? Yeah, they make Snape look a lot younger. I honestly didn't... In the didn't, flashbacks. I didn't... I kind, of, I kind of assumed they didn't do anything to him. No, I'm really watching it. He looks loads younger. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'd be interested like to know, best fats. I, I suspect that that's not actually something they did. Oh, maybe it's just the, what, you think it could just be the lighting or something? He looks younger. He definitely looks younger, and Dumbledore also looks younger. Interesting. He's less wrinkled. Oh, look at it. But the thing is, we're talking about a very a relatively small amount of time, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm serious. Like, and then also when they do the ageing software later or whatever, like Daniel oh. Radcliffe looks really convincingly older. They don't all look that's great. All, that's makeup, though. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, that that stuff later is excellent. That's really well yeah. done. Yeah, really, all the aging stuff in this film is really. They great. don't really do much to Emma, to be fair. It's kind of odd. But they give her her nose looks like it's been broken. Hit. Oh yeah. Okay. Ron. What we say here, yeah, Ron? Mm. Mm. We see you put on a bit of weight. What have you been doing? Anyway, yeah. um, she's a drinker. Yeah. In fact, actually, I was saying uh, when I was watching it, uh, Ron is the only one of them who still looks good looking. Yeah, she looks really good looking. I thought in that bit. Okay. Fan art, please. Don't, Fan don't, art. yeah, don't really have a, don't really have an opinion on that. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. So the, um, so yeah, the scene, with the uh, resurrection, resurrection stone, amazing. Is yeah, yeah, that's excellent. And I genuinely, I always think forget, the best, I always the forget best that Gary Oldman turns up. Yay! It's weird, like, isn't it? Yay! Yeah. So happy. Oh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I know <laughs> you were just trying to stop the mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is his best line in the film. Uh, 
It's oh. it's not, but it's the one you keep fucking peddling, so I can't get it's, it out of it my is, head. It's the best Gary Oldman moment in any film. It Fuck's is. Sake. No, it he was no. just trying to take no, down the No, it's mob. um, bring everyone who bring everyone, everyone. <laughs> Come on, um, he, is the, he is the king of shouting. Um, it's true. That's why they hired him for Call of Duty. Because he can just oh, scream. There must be in the voice acting booth. Good, yeah, yeah he, he said so in interviews. That that's all he like. That's why they brought him in. Like all day, he could just scream into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably just saw Leon. They were like, oh, boy. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I was just trying to take down the Russian nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, doesn't really work. No, um, but yeah, I think the three best scenes of this film were all back to back. So I think Snake. I agree. Uh, I mean, this this is the hour of the film that Four makes for me. me. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, fair, yeah, yeah. But um, this is the hour of the film. Oh, well, I tell you what, is the scene where Snape um, gets killed by Voldemort? Oh, by the way, what do you think? I don't. I'm not. I didn't mean that one. I mean the one after. Oh, okay. This, but... Oh, okay. Well, you know when he cuts him open, why do you think he cuts him and doesn't kill him properly? So Nagini can eat him. Yeah, I think. He's or just... do you think? It... Well, actually, technically, he has to kill him with the wand. I think. Oh, okay. Doesn't he? Rather than the spell. I don't know. I just don't know why he does that way. I mean, it's ah. cool, though. And he gives us time for him to t- to cry and say, take my tears. And Permission to be a massive nerd. Get one. Okay. I think, you know, because obviously you can't um, you can't kill someone with a wand that belongs to them. I know the wand doesn't belong to Snape, but it did. It has more allegiance to Snape than it does to Voldemort, which means he wouldn't be... kills him. Yeah, so, he, so Voldemort wouldn't be able to use proper magic to kill Snape with the, uh, with the wand. Because it wouldn't yeah, let yeah. him properly. I mean, he does slice his throat open, which kind of feels gratuitous to get a snake to attack him at that point. And even then, he's not actually dead. It's but awesome, whatever. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, that guy's that guy's strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but yeah, good. no, I would, that's. By the way, it doesn't really matter too much. He dies after that. Also, yeah, he yeah. died again. Use of uh, Lily's theme is done really well in this film. He died, like it's used when Snape dies. Oh, okay. There's another great use of it. That's really clever. Yeah. Um, um, sorry, what I was saying was yes. that the three scenes, well, basically that hour of the film or that 40 minutes is the reason why when you ask me what rating I give this film, it's the no, only no, no, reason no, no, I no. give it the rating I give it. Oh, I'm okay. saying like, it's literally like the absolute cream of Harry Potter. Right. It's I, the, I agree. It's the, the peak I, of the I do film. find, yeah, that, that peak of the film is for me the main payback for all of the stuff <laughs> I've been watching up until that point. It's serious. Right. It's amazing. It anyway, is serious, um, and the resurrection bit is amazing, and I I liked um, seeing his dad talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> that really random. It was I, weird. I, even rewatching every time I rewatch it. <laughs> he was like, I "Hey, I'm it. also here." Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. <laughs> Why the fuck don't I have a piece of soundtrack named after me? Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. I died. Come on, want to play catch, son? Did you see that Snape just stepped over me? What a prick! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even proper. Where's my yeah. Where's my crying shot? Anyway. <laughs> Why isn't he holding me? <laughs> you film Lily die. You never see me die. Yeah, I'm just sitting here like a sat here like a twat. Film. I love my son too. Maybe my death protected Lily. And yeah, the, yeah. You think yeah, you get all of your qualities love. from your mum, but you get my bad eyesight. So there. Yeah. <laughs> you have your mother's eyes. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have, you have my corneas. <laughs> whose eye? Yeah. Whose eyes are fucked? Yeah. Yours yeah. truly. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> What's that, Harry? You're wearing glasses that don't have lenses in them. You fucking faker! Who's short-sighted now? 
He's such an oh, arsehole. Okay. I can't believe we. Yeah, we hate him. He's awful. Yeah, <laughs> such an ungrateful <laughs> shit. No, um, but yeah, it's really nice that Lupin gets that little moment as well. Yeah, and yeah, just because it's again like they just do such good work with him. Well, as he's a character the only throughout the films. Well, they it's really also do. it's important. It's, it's really important because Lupin is the only one there who's um, not technically part of his family. Yes, in, in a Christian sense, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's serious is referred to at numerous points as part of Harry's family in the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it works for me, at least. Lupin works really <clears throat> as the friend who's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's it's, as much he's a godfather to Harry as, as Sirius is. Obviously, he actually acts oh, more yeah, like a godfather yeah. to him in real life because Sirius is in prison most of the yeah, time. Yeah. And... and... Uh, or, or dead. Sirius is completely reckless, and Lupin isn't. Exactly. And Lupin is the one who, as we've, we'll finish talking about Lupin now. Why not? As we've to mm. summarise the points set across the other films. Yeah. In the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh one, he's the one who's got Harry's back. It's always shown that he is the guy who has Harry's back. He's the most. Like, yeah. He's the most consistently uh, responsible parent figure to Harry. With the possible yeah, exception of Mister Weasley. Him and then Mister. I was just saying Mr. Weasley, but... Yeah. Oh, Mr. Well, I, Mr. Weasley's a little bit more of a... Mrs. Weasley, but... like, literally, the fact that she had two lines in this film, you know, I jumped out of my seat, you know, to hear her speak. Honestly. I mean, and one of them includes I... the word bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that bit's rubbish. It is. It is. It. Well, we're going to be returning to poor dialogue it's corner. Rush... <laughs> Yo, yeah, it's in the book. So, it's so, like, it's... I know a lot of fans love that, but I just think that's stupid. Sorry if you love it. I just think... I don't think you're stupid as a person. I think your liking of that is just bad taste. It's like saying that McDonald's is the best takeaway. Like, it's just stupid. Like, oh, I like McDonald's, don't get me wrong. But it's not as good as a lot of other takeaways. And the point is, is... Is... What... Basically, I'm sorry, Mrs. I zoned out for a second there. Are you talking about McDonald's? I just feel like Mrs. Weasley. I feel like I've completely is... lost thread of what we're talking about. I just okay, right. So Mrs. Weasley is treated as so insignificant in these films that she's even cut out of like maybe is it yeah, she's even cut out of Goblet of Fire. She's not cut out of Goblet of Fire. Yeah, she is. They remove her from it. She is in the book and she's not in the film. Where she, Mr. Is, Weasley she, is. is she never in the film? She's never in that film. That's at fucking all. hilarious. Yeah. No, okay. Mrs. Okay. Mrs. Okay. Weasley, but yeah. But that is because she is a she's a maternal figure, which means that she she's meant to be more important in his earlier years. And, and Mr. she Weasley, is in. The, she has got a solid scene in the first film. She is in the second film. She is in the she's first. She's got lots of scenes in the, the second film. Now that we talk about it, she's actually in a lot of the first three films. So yeah, this maybe is my I'm point. And then Mr. Weasley takes on that role, that mantle after the third film more. Yeah, in terms of the Weasley's too. relationship with him, because yeah. yeah, of that, and and Mrs. Weasley makes efforts to 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 stop that because she's obviously pissed off about it. And in, Order in of the fairness, Phoenix. Mrs. Weasley is still given a, a few yeah good little bits in Order of the Phoenix. So actually, and she's given I'm a good amount to do in. Um, I'm wrong. Part she's, one. Of, I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I'm, well, no, no, you're not. I, I, that's shot. I didn't even realise that she was missing from Goblet of Fire. The fact that we went through that episode and without mentioning her is quite weird. That's quite. Yeah, just, I, mean, yeah. I, I feel like as a kid, Mrs. Weasley felt like such a main character to me. And now that I'm older, I just completely ignore her, which is really rude. But I do. I just ignore that she's in it. I don't That's know true. why. I, do you agree? Do you also... Because I, I spent such... But the difference is, when I was a kid, I never really cared about Mr. Weasley. And I've gone the other way. Now I literally think Mr. Weasley is like one of the best Harry Potter characters there is. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, And I don't know why that is. You know, I don't know if that comes of age or... 
I don't know, some kind of I weird think, manhood reason. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I maybe, think... maybe, maybe it's because, you know, now, now I, I wish I could be like Mr. Weasley now that I'm looking for adult role models. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't really... I haven't found my opinions on characters like that change much. I think the only one that has was was uh, serious. I think the first when I first watched those films, I didn't really fully understand his place in the story. But I yeah. think, and since then, I've sort of realised that his acting or his performance kind of carries it much more than I realised. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like serious, but then again, I'm in a position where like he's not a character I'm particularly interested by. Well, I am uh, okay. To be fair, in terms of the films, I actually agree with you in a way. I think he's, I still think his performance is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as Gary a character, Oldman, he's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but even so, like you know, great actors can give shite performances. Like yeah, know, true. Can't forget. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, serious so, is good. Don't get me wrong. I just I, I think I've always been so much team Lupin. <laughs> you have. You're very you're you're very tribal about that. I yeah, think. I am. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think I'm tribal to the extent to my detriment. Yeah, well, Lup- Lupin has like, a son. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. All no. right. <laughs> so the uh the scene oh. Oh, sorry are you did... moving on to the next scene oh i was I really hoping to one more question no Fuck. this is in depth is in depth it's too um... in depth we've gone oh. too far <laughs> you've gone too far this time we've this actually <laughs> 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 wrong series no, um, very... no we're not yeah we're not doing i mean that, that's Christ. a great scene uh but um don't so don't tempt mm... me what to do that series no, to talk about that seat. Fucking get on with it. <laughs> okay. Um, what were we talking about? It was oh, relevant, and I do. Oh, Lupin. Lupin. Serious. Christ. Yeah, 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 and his son. Oh, it was really relevant, but I've forgotten, so I should... Good! Finish. Yeah, well, if you if you remember it later, you can scream up. It's okay. Um, so, see where Harry Oh, goes. I remember. Oh. So, um, so, you know when Lupin and Tonks... <laughs> It's a really weird scene where they're kind of reaching for each other's hands, but they don't move. They could just move, like, to the left or the right. You know, when they're up the astronomy tower, wherever they are, when they're on yeah. the battlements. It's, and then, on, it's, it's, a, it's, it's what we call a trailer shot. Like it looks very... It's very pretty. It's so they can show it in a montage to promote the film, and then when you watch it... It's true. Then, it's like, yeah... They're, they're, they're Talking about the trailer, though, there's whole bits of the trailer that aren't in this film. Like when Filch uh, is walking through the castle uh, in the trailer, and the, um, the you see the wall shake, and he like looks up, and there's like dust on his shoulder or something. That's not in the film. This is this is quite rare that you have knowledge of trailers. Yeah, well, I've seen Harry Potter trailers loads. Oh my god! When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I still watched trailers. It was only Harry like, Potter when trailers I... were like the only trailers that I didn't watch. This is the complete now, when, role when reversal I... for us. Yeah, because yeah, because. I mean, I never watch trailers now. Like, it's been like six years since I've watched trailers, and I can't stop watching them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's impossible it's, for me it's to resist. Not to you. You don't want to board I the agree. hype train. It's I so totally important agree. not to be on that hype totally train. Totally agree. But if it's it's not, pop, I have no self discipline when they come up. I have to look. I have to watch it. <laughs> no, just my my response. My, you, got, my, you got you got to remember how much more you're going to enjoy that film if you don't watch the trailer. Like like Keller, put it this way: my attitude towards watching trailers is very similar to your attitude to looking up weird fan fiction. You know, I see it and I think <laughs> I just have to. I, I just have to know everything. Cheese board or something. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm also happy for that to be a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. So, so the scene where Harry dies um, is great. I don't yeah. actually have a lot oh, to say Hagrid. about that. In particular, first time we see Hagrid. It's true. It's quite weird actually when you see him. You're like, oh yeah, you're a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're here. Oh yeah, the film's ignored you. 
Yeah, um, completely. <laughs> not not really. They gave him a good amount to do in the first part. I mean, uh, I would say good. He did. He, yeah, he's got, I, good, he's well, got a big job. He's got to take Harry, you know. But in terms of lines, I think Hagrid's got like most, two lines. It's the most amount of time you've spent not seeing him, I would imagine. Uh, Yeah, well, he's only in what, two scenes of... Um, the, three scenes in number six as well. Like, five is... Yeah, but he's, uh, still, in, the he's still in them. Yeah, like, but Order of the Phoenix is the is the last real film of Hagrid focus. Yeah, but you, like what I mean is the two thirds of part one and two thirds of part two you haven't seen him. Yeah, true. Actually, that is like a movie in a bit. Yeah, exactly. Hagrid. So, so it is a bit like oh Hagrid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like fuck. Which is yeah, why yeah, I kind here. of think it might have been nice to see him in the fight at some point. Well, it wouldn't necessarily warp to like say to remind you, but never. Mind. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it is very sad that they've quite obviously kept Hagrid alive so we can see Harry die. Yeah, as, as just extra bait, I imagine, as well. Yeah, that, that's it's awesome. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at, at worst, I imagine, if Harry didn't come, they'd be like, by the way, we've got Hagrid. And Harry would be like, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, you get serious sort of King Kong vibes from, from the way they're holding him there. It's really cool. It's I do, at least. Um, oh, and, and you've got Ratman. Fight! Oh, him. Yeah. That's Random cool. Death Eater. Why didn't you give it to, like, a, a Death Eater? Why didn't you give it to the fucking Caro with the amazing voice like melted butter? But never uh, mind. Very good, very good point. Never mind. Um, yeah, it, he is a really weird. His points are so weird. He looks so excited to be in a Harry Potter film. Yeah, he's. That yeah, guy. why wouldn't you be? Yeah, of course. True. Yeah, solid, you know, half a second on screen. Um, he gets two shots. <laughs> um, he gets quiet and he gets the bit where he's standing in front of Voldemort looking like he wet himself. Um, can I talk about the uh, purgatory scene? Go. Good. Um, this is also the contender for my favourite scene of the film. Partly because it finally gives us Michael Gambon, who is obviously it's it feels and obviously you see him in the flashbacks, but his appearance on screen as um, Dumbledore the White is a uh, <laughs> it's really it's really nice. <laughs> Um, well, that's, that's literally what they're doing, um, which is I'm fine with, you know. And it's nice because obviously he was missing from the Resurrection Stone because obviously he was he was distant from Harry, so it's good to separate him and have him has his have yeah. his own bit. He's more of the objective over overlooking father figure to Harry, not necessarily a, the affectionate one. Like Frodo would clear. see Frodo would see Bilbo in the Resurrection Stone, but he wouldn't see Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, difference. sure. Yeah. Um, and again, even though there are lots of things leading up to this point, which mean that it's which is the reason why this this scene is much shorter than it is in the book. It's kind of my favourite chapter in the book. Um, so Your it's a testament chapter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To me. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, um, and it's testament to the scene, even though it's not that much like, or at least it misses out a lot from the book. It's still excellent. It nails the complete ridiculous and and irritating ambiguity of the way Dumbledore behaves. Spot on. I love it. Yeah, and it's yeah. so fantastically, like you know, spot on to his character, mm. um, which is brilliant. And, and to Gambon's presentation of him, it's very Azkaban. Yeah, and I think if if they added in all the bits that were in the book in terms of explaining all of the events of the previous films and why everything happened the way it did and what it all means, it would have been bloated and confusing, and it would have done that thing we were talking about earlier, where it's trying to like end an arc that was never set up. Which is mm-hmm. almost as bad as setting up an arc that you don't finish. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, so I'm 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 glad that they they had the sense to make it just feel emotionally right for Harry to have that. 
even I think a lot of people were frustrated by it, which I would understand to be fair. And it, there, to some extent, I think if I hadn't read the book, I may have liked that scene less. So that is actually quite difficult to say. What do you think? What about the scene? Yeah, just or generally. About... Yeah, it's a great scene. It's, I don't like it as much as the three scenes before, but I still think it's excellent. No, that's fair enough. And uh, cause a... I don't, cause it's not as emotionally potent. No, it's a really cool scene. It's, it's, it's also, unexpected. I always scene. forget. I always forget that Michael Gambon is technically in this film. Well, he is properly in it. Yeah, He's yeah, exactly. It's great. I find that really weird. It's also, true. Also, he was actually paid to be in number seven as well, because obviously his dead body's in it, and he's he's also in a book. And he's got that like, one shot. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, uh, well, okay, so you reviewed that scene very well, and I do agree with you. Um, things I like about this scene, uh, I like how Voldemort looks like he did at the start of the oh, fire. Oh, very true. Yeah, and that's proof I that he's... That. Yeah, because he's, da- he's dead. Yeah, so yeah. that's the whole so crux like, version that, that was that in version of him. Yeah, and, it's, and that must have been the version of Voldemort that managed to survive Philosopher's Stone. Well, it's ge- yeah, but it's also it's genius because it's uh, it's like oil, oil and water. Is that Harry looks when he dies? Harry looks completely like filthy, disgusting, covered in blood, and then they're separated. And Voldemort yeah. is the part that's covered in blood, and Harry's obviously completely clean. Yeah, which is why, which, yeah, dead Harry is wearing his Order of the Phoenix shirt. Oh, <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's well, the wearing the, the beginning uh, of the, the film, like the, the, the grey one. Yeah, and yeah. he's running through the yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. Really weird. Like it's just so weird. This, this shows what kind. Of, this shows what kind of watch through this was, doesn't it? <laughs> so in Harry in his own mind palace. Oh, where do I feel most at home? Oh, I felt most at home running through a, a motorway underpass with my disgusting stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> <What> a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't have yeah, much more weird. to say. It is an amazing no, no, scene. There isn't, there isn't it is scene. definitely one of the best scenes in the book, um, and because that's that comes from the fact that. J.K. Rowling loves writing Dumbledore, and yeah, because um, he's a phenomenal which is definitely character. Why, which is definitely why she wanted to do Fantastic Beasts. Well, well, I really, that remain, I really that think remains to be seen. She wants to just do more Dumbledore, and all the Dumbledore stuff in Fantastic Beasts so far has been my favorite yeah, parts of Fantastic I, Beasts. I agree, but what, when I say it remains to be seen, is what I mean is it remains to be seen whether he is going to become more of a focus than we think, particularly mm. because of Johnny Depp's potential. Yeah, uh, exactly. disappearance from the franchise, Potentially, yeah. but fuck no. So we're not we're not even going to speculate because Christ knows there's no point. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got two random things to throw in your direction before Please. we move on. Uh, so Freud, Lily is ginger, and so is Ginny. Am I right? Also, um, no, I never realised that, but it's interesting. Also, um, I, oh yeah, is, I, is, is, is Lily I, is Lily also Scottish? No, what Ginny's not Scottish. It's Cho Chang is. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. oh, right. Come on. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you do your well, best Cho Chang impression, and then we'll see if that. Let's let's okay, not. So <laughs> we've got um, also the weird thing is um, in the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid and Voldemort. It's the reunion of Tom and Hagrid. Because Hagrid's there, being like, "You got me expelled from school. Now I'm here." Suck, <laughs> Voldy. Suck on this umbrella. You thought it had gone. Oh, you've got me. Oh, you've got me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where's my fucking spider when I need it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to call it out. It's just such a that weird is, thing. It's really weird. That must have been such an awkward... Well, when they were waiting for Harry, they were sort of like, so, what are you... Uh, 
What have you been doing since I since I got you expelled? Like, sorry about that, but I kind of needed to. Yeah. You know, I needed. I kind of had to say it was someone. I needed I mean, a scapegoat. I mean, and let's face it, you know, you're you like know, a fucking mentalist. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 okay, isn't it? It's 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 all it's all fine. How how is, how is Aragorn? How is how is how is Harry Ron? Um, he's dead. Uh, oh oh I oh, oh okay I, okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Am I? Mm. Well, I, think, um, I, I think I filmed Bas- the Basilisk has been dead for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for the first few years, but after that, you know, I, I've get, got a you'll new get snake. over it. Don't worry. I've got a new snake, and I'm happy now. Christ, you've no idea how long it took me to find that chicken to to roost under a fucking dragon or whatever it is that makes a basilisk. <laughs> you know, it sounds e- sounds easier than it is, but f- trust yeah. me, the paperwork is a nightmare. Honestly, honestly, the chickens you have to get off a guy in the pub. You'd know, you'd yeah. know. It's t- uh, in fact, we had a drink together, didn't we once? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. And how is your dragon? Oh, he was taken off you too. Mm. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I swear, so it's got every time I hear a cockerel crow, I cry about the basilisk. <laughs> God, I couldn't take him anywhere. Yeah. Look, the best thing is about Nagini, he just fits around my neck like that. You know, you should get a smaller spider, fit nice in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. How are those rock cakes anyway? I'd love one after yeah. this is all over. That's why we're keeping you alive, you know. It's nothing to do with, do with this. We just hear you make really good rock cakes. <laughs> You know what? Fucking you know what? Nagini hates it if you throw rock cakes at him. He's fine with rocks, but rocks yeah, rocks are fine. Rock cakes, fucking no. <laughs> rocks, rocks are fine. They're completely safe. Completely fine. Well, as we all know, they only take in that which makes them stronger. So, <laughs> so you've got to be really careful with them. Yeah. Can we move on now? <laughs> but a rock cake, he, he's never going to no. digest that. He's never going to. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I saw him eat an entire man once. A rock cake, though. He's buggered. He's sat in bed with a thermometer in his mouth. Snape had some of your rock cakes because Nagini still looks hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my Christ Almighty! Um. Oh my gosh, I'm so dizzy. So, so the next scene. Can we move on from this? I love it when he floors Bellatrix, where he just pushes Bellatrix over, like it's proper Harley Quinn vibes. Yeah, Yeah, it's so awkward. Bellatrix is so pathetic in this movie. Well, they all are. It's what's Her so nice last, about it. They're all knackered. Movie. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like they're, 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 all, they're all just pissed. They're, they're all completely, drunk. Yeah, they it's are. that golden eye scene. <laughs> yeah. They're all so drunk. And the thing is that um, in the... In the last film, I really do think the last film is Bellatrix's last film of being a great villain. Because um, obviously that's where she does her worst stuff, really. Like, you know, torturing Hermione and making it a bit weird. Mm. You know, um... <laughs> yeah, like this film, she's just thrown, tossed around the whole time, and it's just like she shut up at months. Uh, there's multiple points in this film where he gets her to shut up. It's not just this bit. It's true. It's, um, Narcissa is almost more important to Voldemort than than Bellatrix is. It, yeah, it, well, the fact that he gets Narcissa to check, what does that say? Yeah, doesn't trust. He thinks. Bellatrix, he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't. Why? Probably I don't he knows know. Bellatrix would be too busy like trying to eat Harry's head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Bellatrix, why are you trying to carve stuff into Harry's arm? Yeah. <laughs> stop what taking, his, writing... stop peeling his face off. Yeah, you can play with your food later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so lucky. Do you know how lucky it was they didn't send Bellatrix over there? Well, exactly. Do you know how lucky it was that <laughs> you could have picked anyone else? Are you telling me and off? This film, when this, I'm just. <laughs> Do you I'm have any idea the I've luck only you've just had? Realised how lucky it is that he sent Narcissa. <laughs> I've only yeah. just realised how lucky. 
That is absolute luck. That is the biggest amount of luck that plays into this entire film. It's I so mean, lucky. Technically, but because it's so poetically um, satisfying to be that, that's the reason why Voldemort gets fucked over. It's okay. Oh, yeah, there's no problem if it was just luck. <clears throat> you know, that's yeah. how I got by most of the time. Sheer it was just dumb luck. luck. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 15 points to Narcissa. That's what I say. Um, so, 15,000 yeah. points for Griffin. Other, otherwise, uh, Hagrid's reaction is very sad. Uh, and seeing him, well, Harry, yeah. Harry is, is, is very sad. Um, yeah, then I've just got my notes. I've got bold Kingsley. We've covered that. Seamus given the big line. Oh, yep. okay. Oh. Then we've got this bit. We've got Neville's concert speech. Oh, yeah. Everyone out there tonight, everyone out there who was a fan <laughs> of Harry, put your hand up. Yeah, that's right. Tonight we're gonna, we're gonna exercise your both demons. We've we've got Testify. this to, together, together, Glastonbury. We're gonna we're gonna say uh, words of love yeah. and and, and we're, we're gonna sing songs tonight. And I'm so glad that, that you are. It's like he's like he's Bono, it's soul right? survivor to me. Yeah, it's so much soul survivor. And Bono, Let the and spirit of Harry flow through you. <laughs> Praise him. Stand down, Neville. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, it's it is weird. I I think the you're first kind of expecting of everyone speech... to sort of give like a slight. Uh, are we meant to clap at this? Yeah, I mean, the first it... half of that speech is awkward. But to be honest, Neville's an awkward character, so I can stomach that. And the it's fine. When he pulls like, out the sword, uh, it's great. So that is, and the second half is is genuinely touching. Like it does yeah, become yeah, yeah. quite touching. Once he says, once he starts saying the names of the people who have died, it gets a bit more. Like Fred, Remus, it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it shows Harry you know. staring as well, which is good. Yeah, so, yeah. it's really, um, it's really good. Uh, and also, also um, Draco's cuddle. Yeah, which is improvised apparently. Yeah, yeah. That must have been Tom Felton. Must have been fucking horrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hugged for Ralph finds at the best of times, but while we only that... do, we only do this behind the scenes, Ralph. Yeah, Rafe. I love what's your name. Yeah, it's great. That's some fine acting you got there. No, but it's it's fucking brilliant physical acting because he's he does not know how to hug someone. Yeah, it's and really it's awkward. Absolutely horrible. It's really... it's really awkward. This is the part of the <clears throat> film where I'm like, I feel like Voldemort didn't know what to do if he won. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's just like he's honestly like so surprised that he's won. He he's is. Like, he's genuinely oh my god, oh my fucking gosh. won. <laughs> yeah, this <is> fucking. <laughs> oh my god, why didn't I do this before? It's so true. Like winning's great. I, I've gone, I've gone years of, of of losing to a kid in you know in the July of every year. It's, yeah. it's just fantastic. Now I can just uh, have a go at the kid that looks stupid. It's gonna be yeah, great yeah, fun. yeah. And and he was the other one in the prophecy. So who's who's laughing now? Ah, it's true. Yeah. Um, and that's never ever mentioned in the films. No, so have to. but again, it's it's fine because who cares? Because Neville's a likable character, so yeah, it still works. Well. Uh, um, what do you think of the fact that uh, him and Luna, he's he's given a bit of a love interest line to Luna? Point, it's nice, pointless, completely pointless, but nice. I, so I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, I agree. Because obviously in the books, it's not a good It literally well, does nothing for either of their characters, but if people like that sort of thing, it doesn't. It, it's like. It's fine. Well, I don't. I'm okay to let it go. It's a little bit no, clunky. It's not a problem. But it's oh, not a guess. problem, but it's still a bit funny. Um, um, the bit when yeah. Harry wakes up, wakes up. Oh, it's hilarious. Up. It is. It's so awkward. Yeah, I love how Hagrid just drops it, him as well. Hagrid's like, what? Hagrid's like, for fuck's sake, Harry! Hagrid, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it, and then no, there's, it's fair. It's then fair there's the shot funny, of, like, what? Then there's the shot of uh, Ron, where his eyes look terrifying. Yeah. 
I do not understand. I encourage everyone to look at that scene. I do not understand whether it's the lighting or whether someone like someone in the CG department was just fucking around with the editing team and hoping they wouldn't notice just to say, hey, I, I want to reckon I can make Ron look like he's the undead. <laughs> oh, that'd be good, really funny, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, hey, what if what if actually we put in these uh these these fan theories that Ron actually gave a bit ten years of his life away so that Harry could jump out <laughs> and be alive still. So actually Harry was actually Sort of dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah. So, right, here follows, then, a scene which I am slightly conflicted about. Same. Oh, good. Because... This is my least favourite part of the film. Yeah, this possibly. is... Possibly. Well, okay, right, I'm conflicted because say... it, it has genuinely excellent moments, but amongst a heap of weird stuff. Do you mind if I say there's one overarching reason why that causes the problems we're about to discuss? Okay. And I think it's because it's them separating Harry and Voldemort from the rest of the fight. Mm, Which, right. and again, this is not this is not it's not because the book is different. But in the book, all of this happens in the hall, and they all stay in the same place. All of this stuff happens simultaneously, and as a result of that, you end up with the Great Hall fight, where there's only like two like scenes, very short scenes. You don't really see very much of it. And you don't. You also don't see the end of it. You don't see how it ends. You just like they they win that battle off screen. It's a good point. And I think the strongest thing about Harry Potter is its ensemble cast. Yeah, it's and genuinely the best thing about the films, possibly. So it's like, why not get them all in the same place? Yeah, and the flip side of that is you have a really strange bit where Harry and Voldemort are just sort of having a weird like sort of rough and tumble. Like Harry, Voldemort spends half the time slapping it's Harry about awful. the face and half the time doing BDSM with his fucking robes. Okay, right. It's so the fucking evil... strangest thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, the evil dead cape. It's <laughs> so funny. I, I can, I cannot. It's the most I useless can't... piece of like CG and bit like thing it's they had him in. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't he just kill him? Because by that point, Voldemort is so desperate to kill him. Yeah. He wouldn't play with him. I do not believe that at no. all. No, yeah, he's. I like, don't. Yeah, it seems. And also, you've got the worst bit of trailer bait in the film. Well, the worst bit. Is, the, well, we're entering back into the uh, the room of horrendous dialogue for one oh, final yeah. time. Let's let's enter <laughs> the way we started yeah. together. That I mean, doesn't even you, make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> make sense. It's not even true. So, that's, <laughs> it's a load of rubbish. It's not even true. It's it's rubbish. Okay. So, that's that, just that the way whole... we started it after four years of knowing about you, which was actually fourteen years after we'd met. But together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, load of rubbish. Oh, Voldemort's like, oh, okay, so you're just going to completely disregard everything I've done up to the point where I met you. Thanks for slapping the face, Harry. And then, <laughs> and then, right? This next shot makes no sense. If they had been in Order of the Phoenix, and it was a way of showing them how they were still linked, the whole idea is they're not linked anymore. Yeah. So why are Harry and Voldemort I mean, matching heads in, yeah. In, yeah, in, in a weird heavy metal music video. It's I think honestly dreadful. It looks it's stupid. unbelievable. No, that whole... Right. So, okay. No, it's hilarious. Every, it, my biggest complaint about the film is that one minute. Mm, I agree. It's genuinely... It does and the whole, not, yeah. It does not live up to the... Uh, eight, the eight films before it. it yeah, feels the fucking like... not my daughter, you bitch, bit in the room as well. It's like, oh, I, uh... I, I, I actually had to swallow my phlegm when you said that. <laughs> it was. I kind it's... of part of. The, no, the... I tell no. I tell you what. The worst thing is about it. I think the worst thing about it isn't her dialogue. I think it's made worse by the fact that Bellatrix's death doesn't make any sense. 
I get okay. I like the effect when Voldemort disintegrates. That's we're gonna really get. To, cool. We're gonna get to that later. But why does Bellatrix disintegrate? Yeah, I don't know. Literally, but no. It, she I think freezes, the, yeah. and then he she blows her up. No, it's like a Glacius and then Depulso to smash him up. Is that what it is? I don't, I don't care. Know. I'm just thinking Honestly, about the games. It's but, so rubbish. It is a bit rubbish looking. That is so rubbish. And again, it it's, it's so brief. And then you get a weird shot of Mrs. Wheezy looking like she's in a fucking like a John Wick oh, film. Please don't. Oh like, my it's... gosh. It's, it's not even that. It's like some really nasty low yeah. budget. She looks like she's about to like movie. release a Screamo album. It's horrible. <laughs> Honestly, like, and the thing is, when you watch, it's made worse by, like, when you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff and her saying how that was so fun to film and how it's, like, the most, the thing Julie Waters says she always has to sign for people. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just, right. I don't it's know. It's a shame. It's, just, it's the Coronation Street level of Harry Potter that I, I just don't is. need. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I just don't need not, that. It's, it's just more that it won't date well either. It will age poorly because that's a That strict, line, yeah. I feel that whole bit is completely tied into fan wank. It is no, it completely, and is. not and not in a as is the bit with way. Harry and Voldemort doing their weird tumble. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they, it's they just literally don't make any sense. It's just going. Look, this metaphor that we've been subtly putting together for eight fucking films. Let's smash it in your face after it's already ended. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, but, okay, so that however, is rubbish. Uh, it's also pretty weird when Ron and Hermione kind of throwing bricks at Nagini. <laughs> it's it's really funny. It's very funny, but okay, Neville. Hmm. Well done. On yeah, point. Excellent. On point. Excellent. And so, so, I, so, so the, the final notes <clears throat> for the showdown save it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the actual when, when Harry, yeah, when Harry awesome. and yeah, when Harry and Voldemort are slow mo towards their ones. oh, their ones. That's excellent. Oh, and it, and it's like a proper good, the bad, and the ugly showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I don't understand why their ones link. Doesn't make any sense it to is me. The same reason that uh, Dumbledore's and Voldemort's did in the fifth film. It's just like. In the film canon, it's just like any spells can do that. Like Mister Weasley does it with a um, with a Death Eater Ellie in this film as well. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, he does it just before Kingsley does his whole shebang in the tower. Um, it's just okay. I think it's just a thing in this film that's meant to show like what dueling can look like. I'm kind of I'm oh, fine. Okay. I'm, fi- I'm fine with it because the Prorian Cantatum bit. The important bit is that it sh- shows the previous spells and the people yeah, that come yeah. out. And that's not the that's same, the bit that's, that's crucial. So yeah, this is that the, those the, the Neville bit and the Voldemort Harry bit. Yeah, that that cut is together excellent. is excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it wasn't for <clears> that being so good, I would not feel as positive about the end yeah. of this film. Yeah, and as you said earlier, Voldemort's death itself is really well done. Yeah, it's, it's sick. Perfect that he's so inhuman that he just pathetically disintegrates and yeah, sort yeah. of burns up. Which is why. Handing the bottom Carter's death doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. No, it's, but but who cares? That. Let's ignore that. And all yeah, the, yeah. the best thing for me about it, again, I'll not stop going on about this, is that his like dying gasp is matched, is audio matched perfectly with Lily's theme. Ooh, again, cool. which I think yeah, I, yeah. they keep you. They use that honestly. That is it's one of my favorite light motifs of music in film. It's so awesome, um, and sort of yeah, obviously poetic poetic justice in a way for him. Mm. And it doesn't. It when I first watched the film, I thought it was a shame that he didn't, you know, explode or catch fire or something. Um, it would have makes... been quite satisfying to see him run around on fire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but it's I, better I think, to see I think him with the like, music look of the dis- film. Pathetic. It works. It works better. It's more uh, operatic. Yeah, and, he, and he looks. He looks pathetic and disgusting and like an animal. Yeah, yeah. which is so much better. Yeah. So. Um, 
Also, Neville's... I never really thought about this, but, like, Neville's arc as an entire character from Philosopher's Stone to that way cuts the, the head of the snake off. Neville's I mean, done so well, especially when you consider he's got an really, arc. It's more just a, just a continuation well, he, it's about, of his it's character. About him, it's about him learning courage. Yeah, but I think... But the point... The thing is that he's already got that courage. It's just him using yeah, courage he get, he gets in, it in, in accelerating So The mad thing is, is that Neville's not really in... He's got like one scene with barely anything in it. Um, for in episode, sorry, the sixth film and the seventh film. So really, this film is actually just picking up from the fifth film with Neville. It's quite yeah, weird. that's true. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. But it just shows it shows the good work they do in these films, where they can just bring back arcs from films ago, and you accept it. Also, that this film mentions Chamber of Secrets so much. Anyway, carry on. True. Um, the right so. The uh, the wand, the elder wand, ending. Um, yeah, what well, we uh, okay? I think so... there's water underneath that bridge. <laughs> so that must be why it's okay. No, no, and um, okay, that was not what I was. I, I Jesus, you completely undercut me there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Even if there wasn't water under that bridge, would it matter? Like the wand yeah, split in half. It's so easy. So easy for him to find that. Yeah, but it's split in half. I do, I do like the little effect, the practical effect, where he splits it yeah, in half. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a cracker. That's really cool. Um, yeah, but the whole point is that no wand can repair it. That's the point. Because oh, okay, so in fine. the book they they use the elder wand to repair Harry's wand because only the elder yeah. wand can do that. So obviously, if you so if you snap the wand in half, that's it. Hmm. I in a way, I actually kind of like it more than the book. Hmm. I've changed. I used to not like it, and now it oh, makes way I more sense. I think that last because, scene's beautiful. It's really wholesome. Well, because proper Harry Potter, he, he gives up the the resurrection stone. He obviously leaves it in the forest so that no one can find it. So it makes yeah. sense that you destroy the most powerful wand in the world because that's the whole point of so much of the series is that power corrupts people. Yeah, and so and it does, and he doesn't need it. So why yeah. keep it? So it makes perfect sense. Because if you that put should it, be destroyed, yeah. that the other thing should be forbidden. So and actually, everything's fine. Props for doing that and changing the book, and actually, I'm kind of okay with it. So, yeah, it's great. And like you it's say, that, the last that scene just with them on the bridge is really nice, and it's also really, really wholesome. It's, it's unbelievably wholesome. Well, it's also nice because they don't do the thing that they have done in some of the other films at the end, like like Goblet and Order, where they insist on having them have annoying dialogue at the end. And go, hey, look how happy no. we are. We're all friends. They show and don't tell. They exactly. just look exhausted. Yeah, and exactly. Oh, by the way, it must have been terrifying where. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is standing on the edge of that bridge. I mean, if, it's not a real. It's not a real. No, I know, but <laughs> my goodness, why would anyone do that? It always makes you think of Star Wars, where there's no railings on anything. I could not live in that world. Yeah, they've got arrested. Memento. <laughs> He's falling down. Yeah. Why did I snap this wand in half? Fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Then there's another film of Ron and Hermione looking for the resurrection stone. Tell Ginny I um, cheated on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Luna, Luna in that cottage. Uh, anyway, so um, also I quite like just getting get backtracking a little bit. Oh no, if that's okay. Yeah, why not? Um, I like how we do. the depiction of after the battle, them all having a cup of tea. So British. It's very British. All and the they're all very. Just having a British they're all tea. so cheery. Yeah, well, well, they, it's there's, like there's no sadness, like like with Having the Patel banter. twins while they're closing their oh, eyes. But yeah. Slughorn being like, "Hello, Harry," and also I like the um, the hug between Harry and Hagrid. Yeah, it's nice. Like, also, that's you a very how huge. It's meant to be. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's nice for Martin Bayfield to get in that suit one more time. But also, um, <laughs> it's lovely how it's just it's just like 
Again, it's acknowledgement of Hagrid as a character, but it's just a nice warm moment with him to say goodbye to him for the audience because well, otherwise yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't have had anything. And the thing is, like Hagrid is, yeah, well, incredible. that and Filch obviously getting his classic sweeping. Yeah, scene, which it, is exactly. It, it gives a few nice little goodbyes to characters in a yeah. in a lovely way. And um, yeah, the hug obviously happens. It looks very similar to the hug in Chamber of Secrets. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. okay, I'm gonna come out and say it. Albus Severus Potter is a shit name. Oh yeah, like that kid. Iris- I haven't. I haven't read the Cursed Child. I'm not going to. But that, if in real, that kid would get bullied to shit with a name like that. I think he does get bullied. Oh good. <laughs> oh, damn, you've undercut my. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I don't care then. No one should read the Cursed Child. It's just not worth your time. Why? Like, Why? You're, you're, you're all gonna die one day, so just don't go there. <laughs> it's not worth it. I feel like if I if 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 I was named after like just some some mates of my parents, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of weird, but like that's nice and all, but my name still sounds stupid. Like yeah, Albus true. Albus Severus Gary Potter. King. That's seven. That's seven John, syllables in your name. John Johnson. Yeah, James exactly. Johnson. Just <laughs> oh Christ Almighty, that's uh, so yeah. annoying. Anyway, this is the nineteen years later text Times New Roman. It's not very good. <laughs> it looked really like rushed. For 19 years later, text it. No, it was like it, a really. No, it was like it was like Helvetica. It was just like basic. Yeah, yeah. Like they quickly opened up Microsoft Publisher and like, quick, we need some text. Yeah, yeah. How um, else are they going to know? I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's it's a really interesting aspect of um, of films is, is doing that with um, text effects and stuff, and you can overdo it. To be fair, like if they yeah, tried yeah. to do it in the Harry, in the Harry Potter logo theme, it would have looked. It would have been awkward. Yeah, um, yeah. and. They did the, one film that ran very bad. The MCU does this really well. Um, they do it in Endgame, mm. the five years later. Oh, the white texts, yeah, the big use, white texts, yeah, they look gorgeous. They look like kind of goth and bold type thing. Well, they, they, they're yeah. Well, it's just it's a it's a font that's consistent with the logo, but it isn't using all of its style, so it doesn't look mm. like it was made by a fan at home. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it looks good enough, and I like how they bring back the Philosopher's Stone music. Oh, it's perfect. It's really nice. Um, yeah, sit, like nice. symmetry with the with the first film, like you say. Yeah, and oh, yeah, it's lovely. And obviously, the age effects, whether they're practical or CG or both, are on the whole really well done. They're awesome. I think um, especially Draco Radcliffe's. looks mad. Yeah, Rad- Radcliffe looks so much like it's really Lodger. impressive. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he does it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I think that that's it's not much to say about that scene to be honest. There you go. Congratulations, really nice. we managed to get through the whole film. Oh fuck! To me. say in chronological order, we can do it as long more, as I, more I, or I less. enforce it. Well, thankfully, oh Jesus, yeah. How long was this? Oh, too long. <laughs> too long. I have <laughs> no. I have one or two very longer quick. than the film. This was longer than the film. I think. I, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, well, let's just, oh, should we just finish this off then? Can I, can I just um, very, very quick, really quickly note? I, and this is, I don't want to be, I don't want to put, a, you know, a damp note on this, but I think the cinematography is quite basic in this film, and I think the color grading is quite flat in comparison to the last one, which I think is a tiny bit of a shame. It's quite brown. This film, it's quite uh, a brown-looking film to me. It's true. It's kind of orange, um, I would say, but yeah, browny orange. They do a good job, though. Uh, I think what you say about cinematography isn't wholly fair. I okay. think that they, I think, I the color, the color grading, fine. I, I don't think color grading is bad. 
I, but I, I feel like they were trying really hard with this film to just go back to the first movie classicism. Okay. Uh, and to make it just really kind of classical in the way they film it, if that makes sense. Um, I think that there are some really standout shots in this film. I think a lot of the establishing shots and stuff throughout the fight scenes um, are superb. There's some really good aerial shots in this film of the mm. Death Eaters uh, and the stuff like, you know, where Voldemort is calling out to people although people are screaming. It's a really interesting shot. I think the shots are interesting. I just don't think this film tries to be flashy too much and I have no problem with that at all. No, that's fair. Uh, it's not, it's it's not trying, a big crime. It's just a small... It's trying to show a lot of objective action. Uh, yeah, so it has to be. It has to be stiller. Also, there are some really good. There's some really good tracking shots in this film. Like, uh, it sounds boring, but it's 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 quite impressive. The bits in the fight scenes where they're going through for different creatures and I, stuff. I, and I, I, I the, kind uh, of agree. It's actually it's all is, it's all the scenes in between that. It's mostly in the, is, it's mostly in the first okay. half. To be fair. Yeah, yeah but the first half of this film is not as strong as the second half. No, I mean it's just a fact. But in general, well, re- this really, film I, I is... think it's the film of quarters. Really, I think the whole. I'd say the first quarter of this film is good to very good. I'd say the second quarter is excellent. I'd say the third quarter is completely unmissable, and I'd say the last quarter is excellent. Yeah, sounds sounds about right to me. Um, yeah, but yeah, as a whole, the film is kind of a prisoner of the things that it has to tie up. And the plot lines it has to tie up in quite difficult fashion because obviously yeah. any finale has to contend with, especially when you're adapting from other literature. Yeah, this film had a hard job of it, but it yeah, did, a, and, and it and did it, pretty, and it's, pretty, pretty damn well under the circumstances. It had to do more than any film before this had ever had to do. You know, I think it's easier to be critical of this now. Well, that's that sort of true, but I think yeah. this film was really pushing the bracket at the time in terms of. Pulling together plot threads, etc. I agree. It was it was a huge achievement. So, um, so we've got to do best scene. Oh Christ! Best actor to, oh. and rating. All right, best scene. Um, I'm going to give to um, the mon- I'm going to give it. To, I'm going to give it to the montage of Snape okay. memories. I'm going to give it to when he says goodbye to Ron Hermione. Fair enough. Um, best performance. I'm going to give to. Um, oh, probably. It's probably, tough because probably Rickman. Yeah, who was your ooing between? Were you thinking Radcliffe? Radcliffe? Yeah, Radcliffe's so good. I tell you what, it's been the main thing that stood out to me in this whole rewatch. So I didn't realise how good Daniel Radcliffe is in these films. And yeah, I feel he's like the spectacular. you know, being removed from the time mm. of like the the distance we have now from this film. This film's nine years old. Um, They've aged super well on the whole. Oh yeah, I can't believe this film's nine years old. They're gonna become it's... timeless, they just will. Yeah, yeah, they will. Um Thankfully. So yes, I would say the best performance is it's tough, isn't it? It's really tough. It might be. I mean, Rickman kills it, but can I just say Rickman? Ah, oh, for the sake uh, of variety, are we gonna do it? For I don't know. I feel like it's always cheating. I feel like I always go for the for the sake of variety thing. I, I, I will that. say, I will say Radcliffe because you know what? This guy was like our age and managed to pull this film off. Was he was having a shit time at the filming of this film? Wasn't he? Was he? I'm pretty he sure. I'm pretty sure this was a film where he was. Well, I mean, it was a few to be fair, but this one continually we had problems. I just think it's so impressive. I don't get me yeah. wrong. I think Rickman's a ten in this as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna go for for, for Radcliffe, and I'm gonna give this film a low nine out of ten. Okay, I'm gonna give this film a mid eight out of ten. Cool. I'm glad you didn't hate it. <laughs> 
Terrific. Your biggest classic. I, I thought it's absolutely completely classic. It's so. I'm going to give. Um, yeah, it's, it's got it's, so it's many excellent. problems though. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. I still think it's unmissable. That's uh, that's um, that's fair enough. The good so, things for, uh, may be subjectively getting there a bit, but the good things about this film <sighs> just managed to completely smash all the other bad so, things out of the way. Anyone hoping for anyone thinking, ah, oh, so that's the franchise over? You're wrong because next week we're going to do another one, <laughs> drawing together all of our thoughts, and then we're going to be done for a year, and then we're going to do it yeah. all again. <laughs> Yeah. I said do it all again next year. Fucking no. <laughs> this, right how now? long no, has this taken us to, this. When did we do the first episode? It must have been like um, half a year it was, ago. It was in lockdown. I oh, think. Pfft. It was. That was half a year ago. Yeah. So Christ knows we can't do this again. We've got to. Well, it was this, good to do. We, 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 we're going to do some like, to director's do. videos and stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to start actually doing proper proper stuff. <laughs> Proper film stuff. Proper no, 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 this is proper stuff. Harry Potter films are important. It was good to lay out our thoughts on this stuff. Yeah, but our, yeah, but let's face it, we did not know what years. we were getting into. I'm so glad we did it, though. <laughs> I, these are some of the best ones, we, like the most interesting ones we've done. It's been really nice just to go over it, you know. It's but true. when we did our um, series one of Doc Two, it's been the same kind of experience. Yes, really going Knackering. into something we love, but we're going to be going into uncharted territory. That's oh, what my yes. friend Gary, I think, means to say, and we're going to be looking at. Lots of stuff that we haven't seen before, which will be good because, you know... Yeah, and it's going to be really not? random. You're going to have no idea why we're doing what we're doing. Oh, 100%. Smoke and mirrors. make no sense. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be like trying to catch smoke. <laughs> trying to catch it with your bare hands. That's it. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Can't end on a better note than that. Nice. Let's go. Cool. That yeah. stops. Yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah. Thank you for listening to Out of Ten or at least being in the vicinity of a device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case, shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter, at outer underscore one zero, or send us an email to outer10podcast at gmail.com, all one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon.